Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to listen to the incomparable Win Twice Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Scott and Holly. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be entertained. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 5 of the Win Twice Wrestling Podcast alongside your hosts Scott and Holly. Hello. Don't know why I said alongside, we're the only two people here, but <laughs> that's a new one for the entry. It's been a while, I, I think it's it has mainly been a while. because you were away, so yes. I feel like I'm a bit rusty as a result of this. Did you have a nice time at least? A lovely time, yeah. Really glad to be back? Yeah, thrilled. Yeah, I bet you are. Just to, if not for anything else other than just recording these. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah good um well yes it was sorely missed but if there's any rust associated with this episode i am going to be blaming holly and taking none of the blame myself so holly what episode or what show are we covering today we are covering a requested show a requested show by anonymous and yes that well-known anonymous person um summerslam 2016 so yeah summerslam 2016 on the 21st of august 2016 the venue was the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn, New York, and the attendance on the night was 15,974. Um, I mean, the show was picked from what I read in the email, mainly because of the main event, mm-hmm. which obviously we'll get to as we go through. What, at the end. At yeah. the end, as, as is the, the way time works. Um, but what did you know of the event prior to rewatch? Because I don't know if you even saw it in the first instance. I assume you probably did. Yes, I okay. definitely did. However, my memory is so piss poor <laughs> that when it started, I was like, I don't know what's going on here. There was only one um, match that I remembered. What like happening at all, or yeah. just in its okay, fine. Yeah. I, I, I mean, okay. When we get to that match, I'll say this is the yeah. one I re- right. Perfect. Yeah. So. As we start the show, uh, the opening package heavily focusing on New York, and yes. it was being voiced over. I don't know if you knew this by a genuine Italian gangster in Tony D'Angelo. Um, it just sounded exactly like the t- stereotypical mm-hmm. New York Italian. It was. I thought it was nice. I kind of like it when they're doing a show and it's got a little bit of the personality of the location yeah. which they're in. It doesn't always funny because to... that's where I'd come back from. So I was exactly. Like, oh, this is a bit spooky. Yeah, I mean a bit of serendipity should we say yeah. the show that's yeah. a strong word I don't think we're going to beat that today but I also said that thank god I hear Michael Cole and not the German announcers because oh, uh, yes but they do feature well yes and no so I when they do the announcer rundown later on for the international teams it wasn't the usual boys no so you know as well, oh I know that I know the tone of their voices very the, well the timber of uh, <laughs> yes. well, I can't remember their names so I'm not going to guess them oh, again no. But uh, yeah, no, so I felt a little bit sad when I was going through them. We still got uh, Funaki though, so all's well that ends well. It did take me halfway through to realise that actually this pay-per-view played correctly and I didn't have to change any languages. I wonder what that is then, because obviously mine didn't either. Yeah. But yours, when it played German, mine did as well. I wonder if it's like a default setting that they haven't twigged. I mean, if anyone's listening from the network, and trust me, there won't be, but if you happen to listen to this in hindsight when we're massively famous... Not let us know, just fix it, sort your shit out, if that's uh, not too much to ask. But yeah, so I remember a lot of the matches on this show. Mm. I haven't rewatched it since it was first aired, or okay. probably the day after more than likely. Um, but there were certain matches that I don't remember taking place yeah. at all. Speaking of which, we kick off the show oh. with everyone's favourite New York 
Loved it. New York's own boys. Yep. Got Enzo and Big Cass against Jerry K.O. Yes. Yes, because you can't be a tag team. If Jericho's in a tag team, mm. you have got to put Jerry as part of it. So when he tag team with Big Show, it's Jerry Show. Oh. So they've done that with a few. They've probably done other examples of it as well, but okay. that's the other one that came to mind. Um, so yeah, Enzo and Cass come out first. Of course. What were your thoughts? Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I honestly missed them. I say them because they're together as a package. But yeah. it's mainly right. And whatever, whatever's happened, happened or hasn't happened, whatever. So what I'm going to say is just for for the show, right? To be fair, I. I understand why you've caveated that. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when, like, if we're ever talking about Chris Benoit, I don't feel mm-hmm. like we need to justify and say we don't agree with killing no, people. No, just it's whatever's happens, happens. It's a given. Whatever's. Oh, he's so good on the mic, though. Very so good. Crowd freaking loved it. Um, and I, it reminds me of when I went and saw I don't even know what I saw SmackDown or something, and everyone had the fake Enzo hair. Enzo hair. Yeah. Because I saw these guys live, and they were just as good. Like in person on telly. I think they were on Brilliant. Raw. You might have I can't seen remember Raw, which I, went... I saw. I've got the book, but I don't remember. See, I went around this time as well, and they had the mm. Enzo thing for sale. But I definitely, I'm pretty sure I went and saw SmackDown. Oh, maybe I saw Raw then, and, and I, really... I definitely saw those yeah, guys because they weren't on the show that I went to. I got overly excited. I wanted to get the quiff, but <laughs> I was told by my friend that it probably wasn't the best for an overweight middle-aged man to be getting something like that. <laughs> Uh, good friend, um, but yeah, I thought it was exactly the right tone to kick this Perfect off. Perfect people to start it as well. I will say though, I thought Big Cass was a little bit. He wasn't. He's been better with oh, the microphone. Sure. So, but I think from what for I understood, sure. they'd had one pay per view appearance before this because they mentioned it during the course of the mm-hmm. match. I think it was a six man tag with Cena, but I felt like because they were aware that it was on their own backs alone yes. to carry the match, I felt like the nerves got the better of Big you, Cass. It, you kind of can see it in his face. Yeah, that he's a bit like a deer in headlights. I mean, I'd be absolutely useless. Oh, hundred percent. But yeah. you can kind of see it, and I think obviously Enzo is such a big character. If you don't yeah. match that character, you look out of place. Yeah, and not to pick faults in Big Cash, but because mm-hmm. he's got massive eyes anyway, yeah. he already kind of has the deer yeah. in the headlights look. So yeah. I thought I agree with you. I thought it was really noticeable. Um, and then we see just Jericho and Kevin oh, Owens, right. I'm sorry. Okay. This annoys me so much. I don't mind Jericho wrestling in his pants, right? right? I don't mind it. He's not in the list of people I love seeing do that. What annoys me? Scarf. Why has he got a fucking scarf on? Because if he's chilly, bit... put some clothes on. Because he's a hipster. That's it's the... like Donald Duck. When Donald Duck has a shower on cartoons, he gets out of the shower and puts a towel around his waist. Okay. But he doesn't wear trousers. <laughs> so we're comparing so why just as... just so... he putting a scarf on? It's... <laughs> It's stupid. So just so I can get this down... Yeah, <laughs> In my head, the logic makes sense. We're comparing Jericho wearing a scarf and pants to Donald yeah. Duck putting a towel on after he's had a shower. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, no, just, I'm not going to criticise It wound that. me up. was the first point I knew you didn't like it. Oh, but this is like... Isn't this the so list bad. era? You Around just about made then. the list. Yeah, he didn't yeah. have his list on him. No, but. so I love the list. Like when he used to do that segment. Mm. Love that. Don't wrestle in... I mean, he doesn't wrestle in it, but like, don't come out in a... Stupid scarf. I thought it was all right. I thought because because it went with the the whole look and I mean, vibe. It that does, it was. but just annoying. Yeah, it's not his best look. No. I'll give you that. But I thought it was all right. Mm. Um, I think as well the gear that Enzo had on was all kinds of spectacular. Oh, it's brilliant. The only thing I dislike, which actually, if I was if you were to guess what I'm about to I don't know. critique, what do you think I'm going to pinpoint? 
I don't know, because I saw he had socks. His socks had uh, B.I.G. on them. No, that's that didn't bother me. It was to do I saw with something what that his had, Like, there was a shite emoji there it somewhere. Is. Yeah, I mean... Because he had, like, dungarees, yeah, but, like, the and top then it falls was folded. Down, yeah. So it had the poop emoji on his oh, ass. Oh, I see. Maybe I'm being overly critical, but I saw it and I went, you fucking clown. I don't know why. I thought yeah. the rest of the look was good. I just saw that and went... Yeah, I mean, it's not necessary, but... No, it's not I even not necessary. It's not even that funny, I don't think. Well, not if you're over the age of 10, no. No, well, to be fair, I mean, he's the height of a 10-year-old, so I guess maybe that's <laughs> the market that he's working towards. But I think as well, in the early stage of the match, when mm-hmm. they were going back and forth, there were a couple of things where there are a few missteps, and I know Enzo's not the best in the ring. He's not, but they featured him... Trez heavily in this but match. But the standard of a tag team match is you isolate the weaker opponent. Yeah, true, I suppose. So, mm. and unless you're the heel, which he wasn't in this match, no. you're going to be on the receiving end of a lot of the abuse. Yeah, true. Which was fine. When he's getting beaten up, it's fine. It's when he tries to put offence together that it doesn't right. quite land for me. Okay. And to be fair, I think Big Cass nearly killed him at one point. Oh, when he... Threw him over the top rope. And then threw himself out as well. That's exactly what I put. So, I mean, the the first thing to note on Big Cass, for me, will always be Big Cass starts talking and Holly's mind begins to wander. (laughs) I do like a bit of Big Cass. I know you do, Big Bill. Yeah. But he started talking and I was like, I wonder if Holly's paying attention. It's the first thing I thought. I did get overly excited and then... I bet you did. ...realised I had to make notes. What if they brought them back... Yep. ...and they put Tony D'Angelo in there? Off. And make it a faction. Then I'd be very annoyed. I think he'd warm. I think he'd warm up to you. Or no, you'd warm up he'd to warm him. Up to yeah, me. <laughs> he's probably not your biggest fan based on the things you've been saying about him. No, but. I think it would annoy me because I think I'd end up liking it. Yep. So, I thought yeah. I thought that might be the case as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and right, okay. So as Mr. Kevin Owens comes to the ring, yes, they do the thing that I hate. Oh, I know you'd be so annoyed by this. I put how dare. How dare they interrupt a KO entrance by going elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Just either don't do it or do it for... Well, funny enough, I slagged them off when they did this for a Rusev match before, but I'm thinking if you're going to do it on one match... Sure, on that one. Do it on the one that wasn't yeah. a match. Um, yeah, it just made me very sad. But, I, yeah, again, mention Enzo's gear. It was a quick start to the match, but I said, like, cast throwing looked dangerous. It's like he was a couple steps too far away from the ropes, mm-hmm. and he had to... Overthrow. He proper launched him and then himself. But because he's so tall, he saved himself Mm -hmm. by being so tall. If he wasn't so tall, he'd have absolutely catapulted himself over. But because he is, he just reached down and put his feet on the floor. Yeah, and landed. He kind of like recovered it It well. It kind of made it look okay-ish. Yeah. And it just worries me whenever it comes to the ropes and Enzo because there was a, a match, I don't know if you remember this, I where thought he, this was this match, so I was on out. edge the whole time. Yeah, no. And it was what he did, I think he slid under the bottom ropes and he hit he it. He cracked and, his, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's also managed to break his own ankle running the ropes as well, so he seems to be doing better since he's gone to the independence. Mm-hmm. And as I understand it, talking about the uh, you know alleged incident, I don't think anything was officially, there was no charges made and no conviction no, no, so but the, the issue there is whether it happened or it didn't happen mm-hmm. the fact it's been suggested is that it happened mm-hmm. the other companies can't touch him well because it's just bad pr but why not though because this happened to someone else that is up and coming and people are all over him like flies on shit we're lost bro mm-hmm. okay yes all but, very alleged and I, but 
it's it's the same to me it's the same thing and i don't disagree with yeah. what you've said the and the reality of it is is because will osprey's got more upside that yeah. shouldn't factor into yeah, it, yeah. but when and this isn't just a, a wrestling thing. When yeah. this kind of stuff happens in a lot of other aspects of not just sports and entertainment, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously some of the stuff that's happened in entertainment over the last yeah, few years is sure. different gravy. Um, it's amazing how much can get overlooked mm-hmm. depending on someone's popularity and potential, um, and I think that's probably because I mean, from all accounts as well, when Enzo was in WWE just before he was let go, yeah. Everyone was miserable in that cruiserweight division with him being the champion. Yeah. That's why uh, Neville or Pack left. Yeah. I think a few other people left around that time for for similar reasons. So yeah. as entertaining just a multitude, as he is, a multitude of things, and it's just unhelpful that that was also there as well. For so. me, give him as a manager. Yeah. He'd be the best manager in the business. Yeah. If he was made very that. good, actually. Because he still can take a pasting when needed yeah. as well. Because the thing with wrestling managers historically if we look back in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and this was um, one of Bobby Heenan's big things is that at the end of the day he could always take mm-hmm. the punch and that that's the payoff the guy who keeps talking can hide behind wrestlers eventually gets yeah. his comeuppance and Enzo you know you could do that yeah true. so because he's not the best wrestler and I don't mean that no, he's, he's not by doing he would even claim to be himself maybe i think he in character he definitely well, oh in character yeah, for sure. thing. but as yeah. a manager actually he'd be bloody brilliant i think actually. he'd be very, a very very good, good shout um and that, that's probably a better way if you ever were going to bring him in oh, to wwe for again sure because then that takes it i don't know why it takes up a little bit of the heat out of it as well because yeah. they're not a wrestler yeah not that it should matter it's like the thing when we were talking about the Lost Prophets back in the day, and I oh, said God. if it had been any other member of the band, you could probably still you could still listen to the music, them and, but it's because it's the voice. Feel bad. That's yeah, the personal sure. touch. I feel like if you bring it back as a manager, some of that stuff could be overlooked. Yeah, no, I get you. Um, wow, that was a hell of a segue, I know, but um, I know. Still, and it's early. But it's interesting though. It's <laughs> it interesting, interesting stuff. Um, yeah, so it was a quick start to the match. Mm. I put here, I, I love KO. I said when he mocks Enzo. Oh yeah, I had that too. I thought that, it was brilliant. But it was little touches throughout the match that he did. Yes. I liked the, I don't know if you spotted it, where he did the run up um, to the ropes like he was going to kick him and then just put a chin lock on just to piss the crowd off. thought that was brilliant. So what are some of your takeaways from the match? Um, okay, what I don't like, not even in just this match, in all matches, yeah. an early pin. Oh, the match has been going for 30 seconds. Let's do a roll-up pin. No, because that's not how it finishes. Just don't bother. But, I guess playing devil's advocate, mm-hmm. if they're trying to treat it as being legitimate, yeah. why would you not try and... Oh, because it's annoying. End it right away. Yeah, but you're looking at it through eyes of, well, I know it's not going to... Well, I know it's four hours long, so but, I know it's not... <laughs> but do, Well, do you know what I mean? But like you're knowing from yeah, the facts of... Yeah, I suppose. And I don't know. I just... I don't know. It just... I, I wasn't a fan. Um, the whole the match as a whole actually I really enjoyed. It was a decent match. I yeah. don't think it was. It wasn't amazing. No, but it I was... enjoyed it. It was a good starter match for me. I think, yeah, it was definitely it set the right tone and for I the liked first match. Jericho and Kevin Owens together. Yes, that yeah, was best something friends. that I'd forgotten about. No, that was massively brilliant. forgotten about. And well, then seeing them not necessarily do like tag team moves, but you do something person bounces out of that straight into something that I'm doing mm-hmm. brilliant and that all led to a Wrestlemania match between the two if you remember I really don't remember time. yeah over, I think if I United saw it States I'd probably title, go oh yeah but I, I really don't remember because um, they wanted that I think 
there was rumours at one time that that was going to be for the Universal title. Right. And then it got bumped down. I think it turned out to be for the US title instead. It was, okay. I think it might have even opened the show at WrestleMania. Um, we go we go to the commentators for this bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Byron Saxton. You might have heard him say this, but it actually stopped me dead, dead ass in my tracks. I was like, he didn't actually just ask that question. So Byron said to Corey, he said... Mm. Um, Oh, because Corey used as an explanation for why he believed something. He was like, well, because they told me, so I believed it to be true. And then Byron says, well, if they told you an ant had wings, would you believe them? Oh, I heard this, but I yes. spaced this out. It's called flying ants. Yeah. They exist. It's so Fucking dumb. idiot. See, so I dumb. normally think Byron gets actually a bit of a hard shake of things, because I don't mm. think he's necessarily too, too bad. Uh, but they were rinsing him throughout the night on his Tin Man suit, which I think I heard about four or five times mm-hmm. through the broadcast. But... Uh, I'll be honest, I allowed them to have it because of that stupid comment for me. So I don't know what they'd be called in the States, but we just know them as flying ants. Yeah. And there's a couple of days every year exist. where they take over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Enzo gets isolated, works over, we touched over that. Um, again, Owen's good frog splash. Mm-hmm. He's for a big I'm lad. I'm always quite surprised when I see it. Yeah, I've seen and it before, I'll see it again, but I'm always quite surprised when I do see it. And it looks impactful. Like yeah. Van Damme's is the measuring... Well, oh, uh-huh. Eddie Guerrero. Mm. I, I I would be an RVD in his line. Yeah, I think the RVD bonus is that when he hits it, he bounces off and it looks so impactful because it looks like it bugged yes. him. Eddie Guerrero hits it with power, mm. so I feel like that could be impactful. But Kevin Owens is just a big dude. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So that's why. I think they've all got merit, but I think for they're sure. three of my favourites that I can think of. There's... Really? Because there's one later that I really enjoyed. Yeah, okay. I think... Another guy who you won't have heard of, a guy called Art Barr, who mm-hmm. uh, used to work in Mexico quite a lot. He was the tag team partner of Eddie Guerrero. I think Eddie took the frog splash from him, oh, and he see. had a very pretty, where mm-hmm. he almost kind of extended his arms and legs backwards, so he almost bent against uh, like the way he was supposed to. And then, and then oh, nice. hit. Okay. really good. If you ever get the chance to see that, he was another tragic wrestling case, of course. Oh, he died I too see. young. Um, so we got uh, Big Boo on KO. And then one drops Jericho as he's jumping from the top rope. I When people come from the top rope mm-hmm. and they get hit with something, without even seeing what's going on on the ground, you can tell by the way they jumped off what's going to happen. Like when they jump off completely straight and rigid. Yes, you know they're, you know they're getting a, a boot. Or, or something, a, a drop kick as we or... see two times later in the show. Okay, something. Yeah. Oh, Not that we do, but like that, yeah. you know that's coming. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens misses a cannonball. Um, big... Cast yes. starts clearing house. I didn't realise when... Because obviously, uh, I don't do cannonball, so I don't have no. to think about it. But when you're hitting a target that you know is not going to be there, I assume you have to throw yourself differently as if you're preparing for a body to be there. Because it looks really quite close to him skimming the top of his head on the floor when he went to hit it. And I did wince a little bit when I saw that. But he did hit the cannonball on the outside. So we yeah. do get to see a Kevin Owens yeah. cannonball. Um what do you think of the uh, DD? I say DDT. A DDG. A DDG. Yes. So you wrote that down as well. I wrote uh, very much enjoyed a DDG off the top rope. I thought that was good. Yeah. For as far as Enzo goes, that yeah. was very good. Um, I put it, it looks cool, in fact, which is a bit outside my warehouse for yeah. how I explain it. Uh, but yeah, so KO breaks it up and then throws Enzo into a code breaker, which is right. Not... This was this late timed. In terms of how it hit. Yeah. Because I watched it and I had to watch it again and watch it again and then I got annoyed that I had to watch it again. I was like, if I'm having to watch it more than once, it's not hitting right. No, so it didn't hit right. Mm. I don't know. 
early, late, just misplaced. I, I don't, don't know. Know how much Enzo has in terms of say for how yeah. it gets hit because he's kind of being propelled. I don't know mm. if he has to spring himself up. So I don't know if it's. It might be a combination of two or three things. So yeah. KO might not have given him enough momentum in the first place. Enzo might not have sprung enough himself. Yeah. And Jericho might have just mistimed the ending. It but just looked all of it looked a, a bit, bit wrong. Because it didn't but the way that Enzo just looks dead yeah, I mean, you kind of go, okay fine. It had the desired effect, but it was one of those things that you know you watch it and you go, Oh, that could have been mm-hmm. such a good like combination. Yeah. And unfortunately it just didn't It was an unfortunate end. It wasn't horrendous but it oh no and i'm sure they're probably it's angles. definitely not the worst thing either but. well yeah i'm sure they're probably angles as well when you're in the stadium mm-hmm. or the, the arena that look like it probably hit oh, pretty for well sure. for it's sure. just because we've got the benefit of all these we were, i think we were angles. like side on and you kind of you see him miss almost entirely to the side yeah if you were like maybe stood i can't describe it behind but the you know zone. I mean, yeah yeah then probably would have looked yeah I, I think i'd agree with that but that's enough to see the one, two, three, and yeah. Jericho walks away with a win. Was that a good start to the show? In your I yeah, w actually, on my W format, I wouldn't say it's the top of a W, but I'd say it's it's fairly close. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really didn't remember how this finished, but I did think, oh, wouldn't it be nice for Enzo and Cass to win based on where it was? And then I was like, actually, that would make zero sense because them them beating Jericho absolutely makes no sense. I couldn't remember the outcome either myself, but as they were talking about the six-man tag that had come mm-hmm. at the pay-per-view before, I thought, they're not winning here. No, because they'd already... Because yeah. they've already had something, they don't need this, yeah, they it didn't. doesn't make and sense. And they didn't need it, to be fair. No, the, they crowd, didn't. the crowd interaction they'd had before, that's what you're exactly. after. You've already got that. But a good start to the show, mm. all things said. And then we go to uh, a backstage segment right thereafter uh, with Mick Foley, Daniel Bryan, Shane O'Mac... Mm-hmm. We get some other people that come in shortly thereafter. <laughs> uh, my first thought on this part was, what is Foley wearing and what is this crap in general? Uh, so mine was um, about Brian looking so clean cut. I forgot, yeah. I forgot he had that little... Sports jacket and all that. Yeah, he looked yeah. good. Yeah. Really good. Um, and I literally sat there and I went, am I meant to know who the fuck this other guy is? I'm glad you said that. So he's there slagging off Stephanie. Oh, yeah. So, Shock, John Stewart was his name. Right. I did Actor. Google him after. Yeah. But I don't remember. I don't think I've ever watched anything that he's been in. No, nor do I care to, based on the performance over the oh, course of the show. No. Uh, so, he's slagging off Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie yeah. is right behind him because comedy. Shock, you know. Uh, Stephanie appears, and I wasn't really paying attention to what they were talking about, but I definitely heard her say that she wanted to abuse people because she liked power. And yeah. there's no point of having power unless you can abuse people. I mean, a lot of dictatorships are taking a similar trend to that, but she was very adamant that she wanted to abuse people. Um, and then the New Day come out and throw cereal, and I couldn't care less. I knew you'd be annoyed. It I, wasn't even, I literally was watching it, and I was like, oh, he's going to be so mad. I wasn't even mad, I just didn't care. Like, the it best was, part it of it was them coming so out. It went on so long as well. I don't even think it did. I just think it, it felt, felt like long. it did. Exactly. It felt long. Exactly, and yeah, we move on from that segment, and thank, thank God. Thank the Lord. So we move on now to the Raw Women's title. I put Raw Women's title because it was the red belt, but they were calling it the Women's Championship. So I don't know if they'd gone Raw Women's title and SmackDown. I know they had the two titles around that time. But I don't know if they'd had that at that point. I don't think they'd split it out because they, like Naomi, because we watched, uh, was it No Mercy? Which was a SmackDown exclusive. Belt, didn't she? Yeah, but I think that was after Becky had already won it. She was the first SmackDown champion. champion. 
brilliant champion um I guess she's having orange hair make her an orangutan if she's a champion but sure. i digress but yeah none of the women in the match that we see later on in the show had the title no. so it makes sense because i was confused why they were calling it the wwe women's title yeah so that now i'm talking it through with you it makes sense so in this match the reigning champion sasha banks mm-hmm. takes on charlotte flair so before i get further into the breakdown and the commentary of what i put in this match because I know a couple of things. I know you're not a big Sasha Banks fan. No. Right, okay. I don't so, know why, though. No, that's fine. We'll, we can try and dissect that okay. as we go through this match. The second point being, I know you're a big Charlotte Flair fan. Absolutely. As am I. But their size disparity... It's, uh, it's my thing that's just not... Okay. Believable. So you've touched on it in the past. You don't yeah. like to see really big people against really little people because it takes you out of the believability of it. I just really think, especially in the women... Well, the men kind of have it already, but like the women, there should be two different divisions. Yeah. And I don't know how to word it any better apart from... A cruiserweight women's division. Yeah, because otherwise you've got people that are like Zelina Vega, for example, going up against Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Ridiculous. I'm not opposed to the idea. I think the main thing holding that back is the depth of talent that they have. Oh, yeah. I I know it wouldn't actually work. Because there's not enough. But... I just... Because there's no mid-tier title for women either. Apart from the tag team titles, I guess Mm, you could argue that. If they had the number of people, the number of quality people, Mm -hmm. like let's say 40 maybe, then yeah, you could implement something Mm -hmm. like that and it would probably work. Yeah, if they had like the same amount of women as they do men, then probably you'd have enough to go round. And if they're of the the right quality, I've got no issue with it at all. I'd be quite quite okay with that. I just... I just wondered I with know. how well Sasha and Charlotte work together mm. if you can put that in the rearview mirror. I really, I actually, this match, it started and I rolled my eyes and went, here we go. And then I thought, no, just try and get into it. Like, just actually watch it. And actually, I didn't, uh, this probably was not a good match also for me of theirs to watch. I okay. think I've seen, there was another one they did, which I think is better. Hell in the Cell? I don't remember. Okay. Um, we'll probably stumble upon it but this one to me was really really messy okay right right we'll get into and that's why I feel like I tried to put my feelings aside yeah and then I was like oh okay I I think one thing that this so around this time and I've I've put a comment here later on which I'll skip over because I'm going to touch upon it now Mm -hmm. is that this was the period where these two women were trading the title back and forth for fun like yes so I won't give away something at the end of the match, but I'll touch back to what I've just said here when we get there. Um, I'm pretty sure they went back and forth about four or five times over the course of the same number of months. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they made a big point as Sasha comes out with the title that she only recently won it off Charlotte in the first place. Yeah, one of my notes that I noted down where Sasha literally shouts, that's why I'm the champion. It's like, yeah, you've been the champion literally for seven days. And also, Sasha... It's fake. You were picked to be the champion, well, but yeah. no, to be yeah. But I was just like, oh, just don't do that because it's silly. So, strong point first of all for mm-hmm. Sasha Banks, and I know you would appreciated this. She matched her outfit to the title. Oh yeah. Red hair, red gear, red belt. Very mm-hmm. nice. Flair's gear is good, but the hair. I don't know what it is about the. You don't like that. I yeah, I know what you mean. I think also when she starts wrestling, that that frayed. comes out quite yeah. quickly and it's like just have it either all down or have or, tight or tight yeah. flats something yeah. and i yeah. think because like i said it's not a superficial thing it just this it irritates me something okay. about it and i yeah, can't yeah. put my finger on why um 
And I, uh, yeah, here I put, this is where they were trading the title for fun. Uh, quick start between the two, and I think you're right again. There was a, certainly early on quite a few sloppy moments. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I watched this at the time, and I, I forgot going into this, but it reminded me as the match unfolded. When Sasha is meant to be draped across the ropes on her back and is completely misjudged and she brains herself. Yep. I remember thinking... Jesus. Did the outcome of the match, which I won't say what happens for anyone who doesn't want to have spoilers, although I'm sure you'd have seen it. Did the outcome of the match, was that because yeah, of this? I, did I wonder thought there was that. a genuine injury. I did wonder that because then also there's something else that happens in a couple of minutes after that that I thought, oh, she's fucked her neck here. Yeah? Yep. So, but... Who knows? The the match actually I thought was pretty good. And the one thing it had going for it, uh-huh. which I don't think off the top of my head any of the other women's matches have had that we've seen on this as part of this podcast, the crowd are into it. Yeah, true, actually. They were. And I think that added to it. It because did make a difference. Early on, I agree, it felt really stilted. It felt awkward, like they yeah. weren't quite on the same Everything page. Everything to me was a count too late. Yeah. And it just, it was like... Oh, someone just take control of the whole thing rather it, than ma- like keep trying to match each other. Yeah, just someone just go in and just take control. And it didn't help the fact that, like you said, there were those obvious missteps. With what I didn't like either about it is when there's an error, and there's an, another match later on that has for me a glaring mm-hmm. error that they then highlight in a replay. And they did it, and they love doing it in WWE as well. Like, if someone looks like they legitimately get injured, they'll go, I'll oh, do a replay, and then they'll think, yes. oh, we shouldn't have shown that. But you've already yes. shown us the thing twice, basically. Yeah, so we saw her, we saw Sasha come off the top rope, in like, badly, at least twice. And then there's a, I don't know what the move is called. She, they're on the top rope, and Charlotte's, think, trying to, like, throw her off. Yeah. And Sasha does a, hmm, come on, what's it called? I'm not even trying to be difficult. Oh, I don't know what you're trying Razor's to... Edge reversal. Okay, right. And you see, I saw it like normal speed, and I was like, oh, that's nice. And then they showed it in slow mo, and I was like, she cracks herself on the top of her head or her face, and it just looks awful. Do you know what's really funny? Hmm. In my notes, I put, that looked really good. And mm-hmm. then I saw the replay and went, oh, hang on. Yeah. But I don't know if it just looks worse because of the replay or if it's actually, if you see it real time. I don't know if it's because of the angle. Exactly. I don't know. But it yeah. just looked, yeah, real real time looked brilliant. And then they slowed it down and I was like, I don't want to see this. There's a, there's a move that Sasha does, and I forgot she does it because I haven't seen a match of hers for a while, is where she runs to the corner, jumps up, puts her feet round the neck of the on-charging opponent and then pulls them and then drives her, their head face first oh, into the middle turnbuckle. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Because it's, it's different enough. I mean, there's a way of doing it to make it look bad, I guess, yeah. if it's not timed well, but I thought it was done quite quite well yeah, here, and yeah. it reminded me that she did it. Like I said, it was enjoyable for me. Um, yeah, so I put the... Getting the back dropped over the ropes was horrendous, and she's lucky she didn't break her neck, genuinely, mm-hmm. in the way that she, she hit. Sure. I guess it helps that she's about £10 soaking wet, yeah. her, but if I'd done that, I'd still be there now. Oh, yeah, my neck would have snapped off. Yeah, I think most people would. Um, I said, these two work well together, but I know Holly would be hung up on the size difference, so yeah. that's why I mentioned early yeah. on how... And I feel like these two actually do still manage to negate it, it's I believe. Not the, it's not the worst pairing mm-hmm. I've ever seen. But there is a little part of me. I think it's not even like the muscle mass. Yeah. It's the sheer height. Like Charlotte is tall. 
Yeah, how old is she? About five ten, I think. Yeah, like, like, and you think well, Sasha Banks is like a pocket rocket, mm-hmm. and I think it's just for me, it's the sheer height because yeah. also like when she does the, like the oh no, <laughs> all the words have gone, like the move she, her, her finishing Banks moves, basically. It's just like well, Charlotte's literally twice the size of you in height wise. Like this doesn't work yeah. unless the other person is really helping this. Okay, so which I've I appreciate. Got- is the case. I've got a, diff- a slightly different take on okay. that. Okay. Um, so there was a moment where, and again, going back to some of their missteps early mm-hmm. on, and I don't know if you saw it, but there was a moment where um, I think Flair went to put on a figure four, mm-hmm. figure eight, and just Sasha kicked her straight in the titty yep. to get her right off. And it was a full on kick. In the, and I thought, when did um, Charlotte have all those issues where there was their leakage or something? And yeah, impact? I think it was after that. I'm, I'm sure it was well after yeah. that, to be fair. But it's only really fairly. I'm thinking maybe this is the start maybe. of the downfall. But I thought but that can't be nice. And didn't Banks also try and do a bank statement and literally just Charlotte just stood there and was like, but I'm sure yeah. Sasha hit the the mat in that position, and Charlotte literally just looks over her shoulder. But I can't. I'll be honest; it's quite bad because I can't remember specifically. Yeah. Because when we watched the highlight video, they cut that bit off. They did, yes. But I wasn't sure if that's because Charlotte then quickly turned it in something and she wasn't meant yeah. to. But I don't have as much of an issue with Sasha's finisher. Okay. I don't like her frog splash because mm-hmm. I don't believe it no. because she's so small. I feel like you could land on me all day and yeah. I'd be fine. But. Um, her, you being Sasha in that equation um, but the bank statement I don't mind because she does put her entire body weight behind it and even though there isn't much it does look good when it's executed nicely. but I could believe that if I'm off balance yeah. and I think if she jumped on put an easy oh, back, sure. I'm going yeah. down and yeah. I weigh more than Charlotte so yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's why I think you've got to use like if her finisher was a choke slam, I'd be like come on now yeah hurricane um <laughs> <laughs> just had to get that little dig in there. Um, so the boss, what do you think of the Boston Crab over the ropes? Um, uh, fine. Just, I, I wasn't. I thought it was a bit interesting. Asked, but I think because I'd seen it already, but not by them. But I'd seen that in the other match we watched ages ago. Oh, that East, was it the Tajiri one? Yeah, yeah, Tarantula. And I don't know. Just, it's slightly it wasn't, different. Yeah, I know it's not the a, same, but I was just a bit like. Okay, like it didn't. Fair enough. Draw I thought me in, it worked well because it didn't look like that was the setup. Like when Tajiri goes to do the tarantula, mm-hmm. you know what's coming because oh, he yeah. he's on the turnbuckle. He locks his arms, then puts them in that position. Whereas Sasha was yeah. like, "Oh, here's an opportunity. I'm going to do this." Yeah. And then she drove the knees into the back, which looked good. Yeah. Because I genuinely think that's going to suck. Yeah. So. Flair kicks the knee and Banks hits her head in the buckles. Nice little touch. Mm-hmm. And I thought the Meteora that um, Sasha Banks did, you're looking at me when I said Meteora, they're yeah. like, what is that? So when Flair was on the outside, Sasha's standing on the apron, or was it the ropes? I can't remember. And then jumps, then puts her knees over the shoulders. Oh, yeah. And yes. drives her to the okay, floor. Okay, that's what that is, yeah. Works well. I yeah, thought yeah. that looked quite good. So we get at the end, the finisher reversals, ends up with a cross face. Mm-hmm. I thought the transition to the natural selection from that was quite good. Yeah, me too. Actually, I've got that yeah. as a, a point of interest. Because I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't either, actually. No, I did like that. I like... Um, I think it's already been and gone by this point, but... Oh, no, eventually, I like, if, you, uh, if I've missed anything. I like when different people do different moves to get them in and out of the rings, right? We know I like Baron Corbin's run round, slip out, slip okay. in. Yeah. I enjoy the thing that Charlotte does where she runs... And she like kind of handstands 
but without her hands on the floor, into the turnbuckle, legs outside. I If you watch it again, you'll see, but I can't explain it. I don't even remember seeing that in this yeah, match. Yeah, I, I mean, I did. So she runs up. Yeah, she kind of like flips. flips, effectively flips, yeah. but uses the, the turnbuckles as like a cushion. Okay. And then her body, like ends up on the outside of oh, the Oh, okay, so rope. that's what her dad used to do. Oh, so, sorry, okay. when you said from the outside, I imagined they were standing on the floor outside. Oh, I see. But no, you mean she's sorry. running in the ring. In, yeah, yeah, to so get that out. Was, yeah. That was basically a I famous that. trope that her dad used oh, to okay. do all the time. So, one of the things he'd do, he'd get thrown into the corner, send mm. himself over the top, run to the corner next to him, climb up to the top, and every time without fail, he'd get cut off by the baby face, and then they'd press slam him off the top. I it see. was like a standard Ric right. Flair move. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, she's like got that. she's got the right height to do it. Yes, because well. she's tall enough. Yeah. It works. Yeah, and no, I don't I, see her do that anymore. And I wish no, she doesn't. She really would. Too fair. <laughs> I like but, it. But yeah, no, it's different. I don't know. Maybe she. I mean, to be fair, when we see this stuff, because you know, you think about the amount of times they're doing this on house shows. Yeah, for sure. She might have messed it up several times. And gone. You know what? I need yeah, to take exactly. That out. Exactly. So I'm sure there's a logical reason to that. Uh, and like I said, after the back and forth on the. Um, Finisher attempts, we're pretty much at the end. Yep. Sasha has the bank statement locked yes. in. And I like how well Flair sells it because she really got a good way of She's arching back. She's got the gymnastics like ability to be able to proper, yeah, proper uh, be into it. And then it was at that point I was like, I remember the finish now. I did get to this part and go, I'm sure this doesn't end like this. And mm-hmm. then it happened. I was like, ah, oh, I remember. And I, but I, rem- I like this ending. I think it's very good. Okay. Yeah, but we had it on. No, I don't like. Sh- I don't like that one. Right. Okay. <laughs> but like this, in this, this instance, one. it works. I just think it's a bit clever because, but also, obviously, we don't know if that was meant to happen or whether that needed to happen. Because of the injury. Yeah. I think it was. That was always scheduled to happen because, like I said, yeah. the amount of times the title went back and forth yeah. between the two. So, we've got mm. a new champion. So Charlotte arches back in the crossface. Hooks the leg. Sasha doesn't realise she's being pinned. One, two, three, yeah. new champ. Brilliant. And as Sasha's... Um, sorry, not Sasha. As Charlotte Flair's leaving the ring, she goes two times. So that's, so this was 2016 in August. She's now like a 15, 14-time champion. Yeah. So think about how many times she has to have won the belt. Since then, In yeah, that that's period. crazy. And I genuinely think another two or three of them were that year, bearing in mind it's August when that was done. Yeah. Because I know they had a match at Hell in the Cell. I don't even know if I've seen that event, to be fair. But I think What's the it, one where they go into the crowd and then and she's got the bank statement on oh, over, the guard, over the guard that was a I that enjoyed was on I enjoyed that match. I, I th- remember I don't watching think that. that was on a pay per view or premium live event. I Gosh. think that was on Raw. Okay. And yeah, we'll have to we'll, we'll find that one out. But yeah. I think that was where that was. But yeah, so we've got a new champ. So what do you think of the match overall? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Which surprised me because I thought I'd be like, oh, snore me now. Yeah, I didn't. But think I did so actually. Gonna... I did actually get into it but I, got, I liked the way it finished also because it keeps it kept charlotte as the heel yeah because she's taken the title back well quick mm-hmm. and it just kept her as that character that she plays so well and after sasha went to all that effort of getting her hair dyed to be the right color wearing the gear she doesn't have the title sleeves on. oh yeah <laughs> but we have new champions so yes now we go to and there's a theme with the backstage segments in this show mm-hmm. uh, and that theme is they're shit all of them yep Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one we see Carl Anson, Luke Gallows, AJ Styles, and a little bit later Finn Balor. I put the Bullet Club reunion. Mm-hmm. So, are you aware of the Bullet Club? I there? was aware of the three of them without Balor. Okay, so 
but do you know them as just the club in WWE? You don't know where this has come from outside? No, I know. I say no. I do, but if you asked me to tell you, I couldn't. Okay. So okay, there'll be other opportunities to discuss it, but I'll give you a bit of information as to why this had some sort of meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, in New Japan, uh, basically a faction was formed called the Bullet Club. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the low-level details of that, I don't know, but it was basically a faction that was created because they love their factions in Japanese okay. wrestling. So oftentimes in that promotion, you've got four or five factions at any one time. Right. And it just works the way that they're all feuded. Okay. They're like no alliances. They're all in it for their own little group. And um, over the course of the years, cause I'm trying to think when the f- faction was first formed. It was probably like 2012 or something around then. Um and two of the first members in that were Gallows and Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, and the group leader and the person who created the faction, Finn Balor. Oh, really? So that's why oftentimes in WWE you see his uh, some of the signs and some of the gear he's had said Balor Club. Yeah. Because it's basically, because he can't say Bullet Club because that's trademarked oh, elsewhere. Oh, I see. And whenever they're doing the two sweet sign. Is that what that is? That's from right. Bullet Club. Because I've seen them obviously do that. Yeah. But I'm like, mm, because that, that was what... NWO thing back mm. in the day on WCW it was the, the too sweet and um, yeah so you have various people that have joined that group over the course of the time different leaders Finn Balor was a leader Kenny Omega I think was a leader oh, of that yeah. group for a while AJ Styles yeah. was the leader of the group I think AJ Styles kicked Kenny out or the other way around um, Cody Rhodes was involved in the group the Young Bucks were involved in the group um, you've got the Gorillas of War who are a New Japan tag team who you won't know, but nope. loads of people that have been involved in this uh, this faction over the years. But a lot of them, because it's been going on so long, there have been so many different iterations, a lot of the people who are in the group weren't in the group at the same time. So Finn Balor and AJ Styles were never in that faction at the same time. AJ oh, Styles took I the reins see. later on. So we see them having the... Because when they were brought into WWE, AJ Styles, Gallows and Anson were always... It was nudge, nudge, wink, wink, they're the club. Yeah. Because you can't say Bullet Club. And that's the first time, I think, on WWE TV that they've had Finn Balor in the same area. So the crowd, you could hear as soon as he came onto screen, it wasn't just because it was Finn Balor, mm. it's because the smarter oh, fans in the audience went, oh. And that's why they were going, do you want to do the, the too sweet sign? See. And he just walks off. My question with what they were doing there, because I don't really remember the goings on, it's explained later on. Mm. Um, I just didn't understand why Anson and Gallows were examining piss. Oh, they were doing that stupid thing where they were the doctors. Yeah, which is awful. It was pointless. I said it's interesting, though, I said because they're examining piss when usually all they're giving in WWE is shit. Um, but I didn't realise, I thought, because I didn't realise it was supposed to be Big E's testicle. Yes. Floating in formaldehyde. Yeah. I didn't know that. I just I mean, thought it's they basically were... like an egg in pickle juice. Yeah, though, exactly. Yeah. And I just didn't understand why they were examining piss. Those things to me are just pointless. Oh, like, they're shit. It's so silly. It's in a different era that wasn't... It's... I'm sorry. I mean, do the kids even care about no, that? No, I don't it's think just, so. No one cares. Um, yeah, like I said, at least it was fairly shortish. Yeah, it wasn't too long. But I don't... Yeah, it didn't gave me time it. to go and get a Freddo. Was that when it was? Yeah, I had to. Freddo. Had was to. any Prosecco? Um, it was actually love that it We're was not there yet. no we haven't got fantastic. there fantastic so um, we move on to the next match mm-hmm. just to pre-warn you I only wrote down three, four, five things about this match I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. so that's not so a lot so by your me. standards that is not a lot and one of mine isn't even about either man that wrestled well I think it's about Maurice 
Is that, I'll start with Maurice Cohen, I'll be honest. So, as yours are shorter notes, yeah. as we go into this match, The Miz defending his Intercontinental title against Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was about to say, I will obviously let you crack on with this, but mm-hmm. the first comment I want to make was actually in the promo package that they did to hype up this match and explain how it got to where it was. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb, because mm-hmm. the basis of this feud, as I understand it, is the Miz just going, oh, Apollo Creed. Yeah. Oh, Apollo Creed. Yeah. Ha, 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 Apollo it's, Creed. It's so annoying. It's not even it, funny. No, it's like child, childish playground stuff. Like that no one cares. Pull each other's hair. Pull yeah. each other down. Yeah, and then he's like, no, that's not my name. Yeah, like, it is oh, ridiculous. I, I'm behind this guy. I hope he wins. Just dumb. Yeah, I, just dumb. I did not care. If that, Especially seeing as SummerSlam supposed to be your second biggest show yeah. of the year after WrestleMania. Yeah. I like Apollo Crews as an in-ring competitor. Yeah. This just was shit. This Awful. could have been deleted from the whole Awful. thing. So, right. Sorry, as as we were, crack on with... Um... I mean, my, my notes were just... I tried. I really tried. And then I was like, no, I'm trying to force something here that's just not here. Um, the first note, Maurice looks phenomenal. I concur. Absolutely phenomenal. I concur. I tell you what, get rid of the match. Just have her stand in the ring for the time that the match was, should have been on. I would rather have watched that. It was just... I concur. Dross. So, yeah, I mean, that was my first comment. Maurice's outfit is sensational. Yeah, she looks banging. Sensational. Um, and then Miz with his whole Phantom of the Opera face mask. Oh, didn't I, really see the point of it. I'll didn't. be honest, I didn't really see it because I wasn't looking at him. <laughs> but I did catch it when that's weird, it. when they do the closey kissing. Yeah, thing. it just didn't really need it. And then Apollo Crews came out, and I was like, yeah, he's pretty stacked. But he always has been. He's compact, isn't he? He's about 5'8", five, 5'9". He's a pocket nine, rocket, kind of, isn't he? He's, yeah. And um, this is how much I didn't like this match, because I made a comment about JBL's voice in the background. You tuned into the commentary? Yep. Wow. That's how I know when I'm not enjoying it. Funny enough, I've got JBL commentary <laughs> note here as well. So what what note did you pick up from J, JBL? I just put, he's droning on. Okay. And then, I don't know if they said this or I thought this in my head. Um, they probably said it. That Apollo Crews is a jack robot. Yeah, they did say that. Thank God, because I was like, there's no way that I would have made that up by myself. Yeah. And I was like, no, that makes sense. And that's fine. He's jacked. He's an acrobat. Yeah, a And he's very good. The standing back tuck, brilliant. It's not a dive. It's... <laughs> <laughs> the moonsault, you mean. The yeah. standing back tuck. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's impressive. Yeah. But firstly, there's no way The Miz is losing that stupid title mm. in this aspect we've all watched enough mismatches to know how this works and i just was not bothered and actually couldn't have cared if he did yeah i don't care just wrestle and be done yeah so i I concur with what you've said pretty much throughout um yeah maurice's outfit was sensational highly approved would recommend five star match already (laughs) um and then the match actually started i was like oh no this isn't good um i said for as much as i like Cruz in the ring mm. he might be one of the least charismatic people I've ever seen in yes. WWE which is never going to work in that company um, it, it's a real shame because I feel like even if you you give him opportunities I don't know how much he'd improve because I've not seen even when he t- went back to his Nigerian roots mm. in later promos that was a bit better mm. but not great No, and it's just it's. I think you need to I'd like to know what Paul Heyman would do with him because yeah. like I said Paul Heyman always hides the things that they're not good at and highlights yeah. the rest so give I think that's what they should do 
like genuinely behind the scenes, get people who are lacking something relatively fundamental. Mm-hmm. Just have a discussion, like a group form with Paul Heyman, and go, Paul, what do you think would yeah. work here? You can, you don't have to go with everything he says, but no. I don't can't think of a better mind no. in that company to come right. up with something yeah. for them. And what have you got to lose? You already hit a ceiling with these people. True. You might as well at least try something True. to better them. Um, but anyway, that's just how much I, I appreciate uh, Paul Heyman. But uh, talking about the commentary, and I don't think it was too egregious, but they did it a few times. It's a, a thing that they definitely do in mixed martial arts, specifically in the UFC. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about um, like black athletes in general, they always fall and use the same descriptive words time and time again. Okay. They'll say explosive, like... Um, like you said, acrobatic, this kind of stuff, but mainly like kind of they use all these same type of words because they don't. I feel like oh, they go oh, the, the black athletes, therefore he must be good at this, 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 and this. Right. And they use these descriptive words which aren't always the case. I guess the point I'm getting to on this one, to be fair, in this instance it works because he is, as you said, he's compact, he yeah. is quick, he's he does everything right. Yeah. But it just reminded me of these old tropes where they just try and fit mm. certain people into certain types of boxes in terms of competitors and it's more to be fair to do with MMA but because I wasn't caring about the content of the match I started listening more to the commentary and I was just like oh no they're going to start saying these same things that they do elsewhere Um, the JBL comment I put specifically was about they touched upon his nickname from when he was an amateur wrestler right Uh, uh, you might have heard them say it they said about his nickname was Uha Nation oh yeah which was because he was as strong as a small army or something mm. like that um, and that used to be his independent name oh right so his his wrestling name before wwe was uha nation okay and i remember hearing that and going what because i've seen some of his independent matches no. never understood where that came from and i never bothered to look it up so i actually got educated there by jbl yeah. on something which okay. was quite good um again apollo just showing his athletic abilities drop kick kick up inziguri all very impressive yeah right spring to it he looks like he hangs a bit in the air as well uh, I just don't think it was a SummerSlam match. It wasn't. I think it was a Monday night match or a Smack, uh, Thursday yeah, night yeah. match, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I don't. But I felt like I needed to give a little bit of... Oh, yeah, I was I was done by this point. I'd shut up shop. I think... So there was a bit where I think, you know, when Miz does the corner clothesline yeah. where the guy's standing in the turnbuckles, he jumps, so his legs goes through the middle ropes and then he clotheslines them. That where Apollo then catches him, pulls him out, turns him around, throws him with a overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like that. Working with what you got. JBL mentions Pat Patterson purely yeah. to shield the guy's new book. So, because oh. they said, oh, it's because um, Pat Patterson is one of the. So he was Vince McMahon's right hand man mm-hmm. for a lot of the decision making and booking back. And there was like a thing where they book everything by Vince McMahon's pool in his house. And Pat Patterson was the first ever Intercontinental Champion. You might have heard them say, oh, he won a tournament in Rio yeah. de Janeiro. No, he didn't. He was given the title. They made all that shit up. That never happened. So they just went, oh, no one's going to look it up because back then, how could you? So you couldn't uh, ask people in Rio and go, oh, well, who? Yeah. Exactly. So, and so I understand how they were tying that in with the Intercontinental title match, but it was purely to oh, mention about his new book. book coming out called Accepted, I think it was. Uh-huh. It's I've seen the documentary about um, Pat Patterson. It's on the network. It's actually very good because mm-hmm. he was one of the first openly gay wrestlers and he was oh, okay. he was closeted for a while but i think it was like everyone knew oh, okay. kind of, that was the thing 
and the thing being he was accepted for it yeah. and it's it's nice it's a real nice story actually okay. um but again i think it was just a highlight of how unimportant this match was that yeah that let's kind talk of about stuff. something else exactly. while it's going on exactly so yeah the miz dodges cruise in the corner hits a skull crushing finale and retains maurice back on screen it's now a 10 star match <laughs> yeah she could have just been on it the whole time yeah it was yeah her for as bad as the match was her outfit was good yeah a uh, very short match, honestly, but I'm glad it was. Thank God. It needed to be a short yeah. match because we'd had two pretty good matches that This is your get your beer it. match. It is your get your beer match, and it's also the bottom of your W. Yeah, so it's, it's working. It's conforming, it's to, cause especially because I know you preferred the first one to the second match as well, so it's literally... Yeah, this is so far where it's working it, the holy scale. Eventually, there will be a perfect W show for you. Yeah, there will be. Okay, so moving on to the next match. Mm, right, yeah. Okay, so we've got AJ Styles against yeah. John Cena. How many times are we going to watch John Cena? <laughs> to be fair, well, John Cena's there's in two, everything. There's two but... people in, in this, again, pay-per-view, and I was like, these two must be the people we've reviewed every damn time. Main event one. Yeah. Well. yeah. To be fair, they're two and of the biggest fine. players. I don't mind, but it's not me that minds reviewing those matches. Well, you're making it out like I do. Well, one okay, of one of them. Yeah, yeah okay, Not fine. this one. Um so at the time we were obviously watching the show independently of each other yes and i think you were ahead of me a little bit mm-hmm. in the show and you said i'm really struggling with mm-hmm. a match and this is the one that would have fallen around this time frame yeah it was this one okay i don't know i just i liked the content of it but oh it's so bad because i love john cena but i just i don't think at the time i would have cared but now watching him, I think because we've watched so many, uh, I think I need to not watch some of his matches for a while. Okay. Because now every time I see him, I'm getting annoyed by the same thing. Overselling. Yeah. I don't even think this match was even. And he too didn't bad even do it, it that badly, no. but it annoyed me so much, and I had to. I literally paused it halfway through and just walked away and came back because wow. I was like, it was a lengthy match as well. Yeah, and I think that's where I have real issues with like paying attention for that long as well. So I was like. I was getting annoyed, and I was like, just pause it, go and do something else, come back. And when I came back, it was fine. Hmm. But I think because we've watched so many of his matches recently, as soon as I see him, I'm like, oh, he's going to do this. Oh, he's going to do that. He hasn't even done it yet, and I'm already annoyed at him. In his defence, and I didn't think I'd be the one playing his advocate, hmm. there's only one match that we've seen that I remember disliking fully. Okay. And that was the flag match with oh, Rusev. I hated that. Shit. But that was as much the concept. No, he was, yeah, no, he I was shocking in that. Actually. I didn't like that much, but there's others that we've watched where I've been like, yeah, the match is good, but he oversells too much. So, so now it's all threat, I'm pinpointing. Triple yes. Threat and No Mercy. The uh, One Night Stand, Rob mm-hmm. Van Damme. I thought those were two actually good matches, but... It's, I, it's just the little things I pinpoint on. But do you know what? You've landed on a very interesting point here. And that is when because you probably weren't watching at the time when he was the doctor of thugonomics master no no (laughs) no i wasn't which is why i clearly get his name wrong every damn time but when he was doing that shtick Mm -hmm. before he became champion people loved him Mm -hmm. like he was because it was a bit different he was allowed to kind of be a bit more out there and it worked he's now being put in so many high profile matches yeah it's the being forced down the throat thing. I, people are bored of it. People who aren't children, yes, or have any other difficulties in life, aren't bo- are getting bored by it. Yeah. 
because it's just the same mm-hmm. thing. And this isn't, I don't think this is just a John Cena thing, but when you see the same person over and over again, and to be fair, that's probably why I feel the way I do about Randy Orton. Yeah. Because I'm watching the same thing yeah. over and over again. Mm-hmm. And John Cena was just an example of that because of how much he was forced down people's throats. True. And I think because of the nature of what we're doing here, mm-hmm. we're picking a lot of shows where his matches are yeah, on. Yeah, it's not we didn't pick this it's, show, just, but... it's just unfortunate timing. And it was, my brain will just be like, here we go again. And I think as well, in this match, I noted a few instances where they did the same moves mm-hmm. that they did in the triple threat yep. at No Mercy. And I was like, everybody's in this. So, as Cena comes out, booed, obviously, because yeah, that is a I do. I do look forward to watching one, though, where he's not. We will. There, there are definitely, I know for a fact there are, are quite a few. But I said he was being very odd when he came out, because the crowd was so loud, doing the, John Cena sucks, and he started doing this weird mm-hmm. little dancey thing, like the white guy dance that odd. doesn't, and it, it, yeah, didn't didn't hit for me. Um, I did say though that again, giving the crowd credit, it felt like a big match. Yeah, crowd were into it. It felt like a bigger match than other matches that come later on that should have felt like big matches. Okay. Um, so which I was like, because it adds something to it. Uh, but yeah, the crowd are alive for this. John Cena again playing more as a heel. Yeah, it's never intentional. Like he's never really meant to be. No, AJ Styles, the way it's been the booked, heel. is clearly the heel. But Paul John Cena will always be but the he heel does, in these situations. But he, he plays does, on it well. He does the right thing. I was going to say, he goes with yeah. the, the flow. Yeah. So if he knows, oh, I need to do this more in this match, he will do it. Yeah. And that's a credit to him. Um, I think... Well, so this touches upon what I, I said earlier. So AJ mm-hmm. suplexing Cena on the apron to the show. My brain went, I've seen this. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually then went back, because I'm writing in the same notepad. Oh, I see. I looked at my notes for No Mercy, and I went, yeah, they did this yeah. exact move on that show. And I guess it's fine, because they were, what, two months apart? Yeah. So you probably wouldn't think about it. It's but only because we've watched it fairly recently And had to do, like, an analysis yeah, of it for the purpose of the podcast. Notice. Yeah. Uh, Styles nearly hits the lights with a huge back body drop playing to Cena's advantage. Yes. So when he runs in, Cena gives him some height. That was impressive. But AJ's flailing in the air and landing safely. I was like, that was very good. Yeah. And it's such a simple thing. Yeah. It's not like a complex move, but it just no, works. No, it's simple but effective. It played to both men's strengths. Yeah, for Cena sure. being strong, AJ Styles being a jackrabbit. Yeah, nimble. Nimble, lithe, we'll go yeah. with. So what other comments do you have on yours? Because I, I assume you probably um, had quite... Even though you did it in two segments, you probably have a fair few. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple. There's um, the bit where I think uh, Cena goes to do... Oh, is it the attitude adjustment? The AA? What, yeah. the shoulders? And then Styles managed to... Flip out. Flip out of it and land... Actually Perfectly. land on his feet. And mm-hmm. I was like, yes, very nice. Because we've seen... Obviously, we saw one of their matches before... And I was like, oh, this is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be really nice or it's going to be scrappy. Well, we've seen a few of them, like, because he did it with Punk as well, didn't exactly. he? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that was really nice. Yep. Um, and Cena definitely showcases his power. Like, there's one move where I didn't even know what it was. I tried to listen for them to say it, and they didn't. I think but I know it what was, you're going to say, to be fair. He's, like, on, his, on Cena's shoulder. Um, oh, yeah, he throws him onto his shoulder, and then it's like a one-sided body slam. And I thought, oh, that's nice. 
Okay, so really there was a bit where he had him like he was carrying him like he was about to press him. Uh-huh. And then he throws him over his over shoulder, his shoulder and hits a TKO. Yeah. So it's a bit like Nikki Bella's finisher. Where yes. Except there. So it's showing that he's got the power. But I don't like the landing on it. It doesn't no. look right. It's impressive. I like, like the, the load, effectively. Like, it just... I, I don't know how to word it. It's the only way I would call you it. You like John Cena's load? It's fine. But it shows the power well, but the landing of it, I always think, looks odd. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, he's done that. He did it with AJ Styles in the other mm-hmm. match as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, Cena hit a drop kick. I don't know if you commented on this. It actually looked good. It didn't look like a traditional drop kick, but it looked decent. Was that off the... No, that's oh, the, the, the leg later. drop guillotine. Yeah, so no, this was he just standing drop kick. AJ ran at him, mm. and Cena hit it. You know, I don't know if you will remember this. We were talking about how, or I was talking about how Rusev hits that thrust side kick. So it's not like the Dolph Ziggler sweet chin music. Yeah. Um, Rusev kind of kicks through it, uh-huh. so it looks more impactful because he's a bigger guy. Cena's drop kick looks like Rusev's version of a side kick because uh, he hits them with very, so hard. Like he's very tucked and then all of a sudden yeah. like explodes with and it, the power yeah exactly that mm-hmm. and it kind of had that same yeah, effect yeah. for me and I thought it was actually pretty good um, and yeah we touched on it I, I called it a weird TKO that move that Cena okay. does where he throws him up there I said it looks physically impressive but crap at the same time because it doesn't look like it's meant to land like that because mm-hmm. I think ideally and, and this isn't a criticism because John Cena is ludicrously strong what you want to do from there yeah. is throw them up enough so you just grab their head and like almost bring them down like an RKO. Yeah. But he doesn't quite do that. He throws it up and he looks like he's being reversed. He looks DDT'd like he's taking as... most of the hit. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, the point I was getting at. Yeah. So, an attitude adjustment out of nowhere gets two. The torture rack bomb that follows by AJ Styles was good. So the torture rack bomb is when Cena, I think, Ooh. had climbed up, climbed up the rope and AJ pulled him off. So yes. he was lying back first across his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Then he spins spin. him out. I like that. Because they did that, I think, again, in the No Mercy mm-hmm. uh, triple threat, and it didn't quite land it looked right. Clean. But here, looked good. Nice. Looked very good. Yeah, I did enjoy that. You got any other comments for this one? Um, I, I wrote down, no water in the pool. Brilliant. <laughs> Do you know what? I nearly didn't, or nearly wrote yeah. that as exact words. Because was that for the 450 splash to just nothing? Yes. Yep. I just thought that was very amusing. That's uh, that's funny enough. That's actually just before the the comment I put the ma- uh, the move again, which I know you don't know the name of the Ushi mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. Which is AJ Styles, that. where he's got them on the shoulders, flips them off like he's going to hit an attitude adjustment, and puts his knee out so yes. it catches their neck. Yes. So uh, yeah, as they said in commentary, he picked it up in Japan. Um, the four fifty springboard misses, mm-hmm. but then Cena hits again the code red. Mm-hmm. It's it's hit well, and I don't have any complaints about the execution, but he doesn't look right doing it. No. Because it's not in his wheelhouse. And I think with John Cena matches in general, when he's going up against someone who's considered to be a better in-ring performer than him, yeah. and they're given a, a long match, he always... I don't know if it, I do mean this as a criticism, but he always tries to get in stuff that he doesn't normally do. Yeah, to kind of show... Oh, look, oh I, I can, can also do this, you know. Yeah, no, but you don't... don't. Just because you can doesn't mean you should, like we've said yeah, true. previously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then after the code red, I said one of the worst chin rest submissions I have ever seen. Oh, it because does nothing. Not only does it do nothing, but as he's got his arms locked, AJ Styles is freely moving his head around, yeah. not even being touched, no. and yet Cena's still going and pulling this like he's having a powerful shot. It's overselling. That's what he does. Yeah, but... I just can't stand that version of the move. It's awful. Yeah, it's silly. From one not good move to another move that I know you don't like, uh, mm. but Holly will not like this calf rusher. 
It looks like AJ Styles has, has pretzled his own legs, yeah. and he looks like he's hurting himself. Yes. And Cena's just... Ah, mm, ah. Just drives me mad. So that was a less than ideal portion of the match. Um, Cena with a Tornado DDT. Again, lands well. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him hit that before. I'm sure he probably no. has. But again, I'm going, that's not Wasn't you, too a shabby. move. But it was, yeah. again, hit well. So credit to him. And the guillotine leg drop, a move which I've said several times I dislike, yeah. that's about as good as he's ever going to hit that. I literally said, finally, we see him do this properly. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I probably couldn't do it, but I was glad to see him do it correctly. If I say uh, the springboard Frankenstein that followed was great, do you know what move I'm referring to? Um, so I've got something. Well, I started with the springboard, and I, but I've put a springboard into a... STF, it's definitely not the right words. I'm just trying to... Im- oh, no, I know what you're talking about. I said about. it was a little messy, it works, but I mean, the move does absolutely nothing. So, okay, right. I was talking about the bit where John Cena's sitting on the top turnbuckles, AJ yeah. Styles on the apron outside. Yeah. He springs himself up, spins in the air, and then Hurricane runners him. Oh, that bit. So that's the springboard mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Oh, there. I see. What you're talking about, I agree, is when... AJ Styles jumps to the ropes and then Cena grabs his leg out of midair. Yes. It's not perfectly clean, but it's no. effective. Yeah. He yanks him down. Because you would if you're like, oh, hang on. I'm gonna... That to me is like when you know and you see people running at you and you just go, I'm just going to move out of the way. Yeah. Like that is a natural reaction. It looks like a natural reaction. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you. I thought that was good. Um, and again, this talks about... So one of the big issues I had for anyone that listened to it, and as you'll remember, Holly... Mm-hmm in that flag match with Rusev mm. is when Cena was holding Rusev on his shoulders for the AA and Rusev just stayed completely motionless yep. when he wasn't out. Yep. And there's a bit where Cena goes to hit the super attitude adjustment from the ropes mm-hmm. and first time AJ, I think, elbows free and I think that's how he then hits the springboard Frankensteiner. But the second time he does it and he hits it, AJ's still trying to elbow free and Cena goes, no, I'm still hitting it. I yeah. like that. I don't mind yeah. you hitting it, but the guy's still trying to get yes. out. Yes, but also that's believable. Exactly that. That's, it's that's the more little believable. details. You're still fighting for something here. You're not just going to lie there and take it. But because it so infrequently happens, when AJ started doing that, I went, well done. Yes. Well done. And Cena nice did change. his part well. AJ nice did. Change. But that should be the standard. Oh, if someone's, Unless you're completely gone, fine. And not got at an which issue. point, the match is over anyway. Well, exactly. But no, I thought that was really yeah. well done. Uh, Styles counters the attitude adjustment with Styles Clash and it always worries me when he does it with Cena because Cena's like a, a brick always, of a man yeah. and his head is always close yeah. to shaving the... But this, So this is the one, right, when the person is upside down. Yes. Right. And then this Styles, match is stupid. This, this match? match? No, wow. sorry. Wow, sorry. throw the baby out with the bathwater Sorry, match. this move is stupid because you can't do that without someone voluntarily moving their arms and Cena is so big it's so obvious that he's doing it and so I, get just why he's, move. I get why he's doing it I don't know because it, it's a good move I like it but watching him do it I'm like in what I don't think I've ever seen it done when the person dangling down there isn't willingly wrapping their arms around his legs I believe you can get the first one in and it look okay it's the second one that always looks like the other person it's just annoying so you just don't you hate that move it's hard because I don't hate it because I like the like the concept of it well I was going to say do you know who else did this move no Michelle McCall did she that was her finisher was it 
Right, I'm going to freaking watch her do it and see if I prefer it. AJ Styles did it first, mm-hmm. but Michelle McCool started right. doing it in WWE. I'm going to watch her do it and see if I prefer it. We haven't actually had a Michelle McCool match yet. I know. So, but... Yeah, I like the idea of it. It's just, I think because it's Cena it. and he's so big and he is so happy to try and help where he can, mm-hmm. it's so obvious that you just think, oh, all right, just, just lie down and pretend he's hit you with the move anyway. Like It's a bit pointless to me. So after Stars hits the AA, because they've already traded finishers and it hasn't finished it off, mm-hmm. I like the fact that he didn't then go to pin him. He's like, this isn't going to yeah. be enough. Goes outside, hits the phenomenal mm-hmm. forearm. One, two, three. AJ Styles does what he says he loves to do, beat up John Cena yep. and walks away with the win. Oh, and then John was very sad. Yeah. Took off his wristband, had a woe is me moment in the ring. Yeah, I was like, was he signalling that he's retiring or he can't do it anymore? But well, then yeah, comes... that's what I thought. And I was like, hang on, we're in 2023 and he's still yeah, exactly. lingering around. I think it was a, a very good match. Um, but, yeah, it was all right as a whole, actually. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I preferred any of the matches over this so far. I think this is probably my favourite. If I'm judging it under its own gravity and not thinking about no mercy and all this stuff yeah. I feel like this is probably so far my favourite match and I, okay. off the top of my head I can't remember if I prefer another one over it if I'm honest but oh, I, I liked it oh okay yeah alright fair enough oh, I'm interested now okay, okay so... it's not this one I can tell you for free it's not this well, next one. Oh, hello no 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 <laughs> we've skipped something here I would like to know more details about these cricket wireless winners oh. God. Um, the most two this was wrestling fans. I'm sorry, this was lube break, drink break, food break, anything I could do. Honest to God, I thought because, you said lube break. Oh no. I was like, wow. No, I I was like, can I just forward, fast forward this? And I was like, no, yeah. don't fast forward it. And then I watched for like 10 seconds. I was like, I have to leave. I See, can't. I was going to go, well, I'm not even going to comment on this, but I just like the fact they got two of the most stereotypical wrestling fans you could yeah. ever find. I mean, the only thing. I mean, when I think of a wrestling fan who's a bloke, I'm thinking, fat guy, mm. smells, has a beard. I'm ticking a lot of these boxes here, other than <laughs> no. the smells bit. Um, and then the woman's just there, and I feel like she's a fan because he's a fan. But I just was very confused. That was it. Went on way too long. Like I don't yeah. care. And the thing is, like, if, if you're shoehorning this kind of stuff into the show, make it three hours, cut out I, an hour of shit. If I'm in the arena, I'm gonna get my beer. Yeah. Soon as I see that come up on the screen, I'm getting my beer. Well, I don't know what they did for the people in the Barclays Centre. I honest, I hope they played nothing. I hope they just played nothing because it was better than what we had to watch. This is a fair comment, <laughs> a damning <laughs> indictment. And I do like because you time your beer runs very well for the most part as well. Oh, I'm always prepared. I'm always ready to go. And then as soon as it's, I'm, I'm done. Because like, I've I'm only, off. we've only been to I feel like we've been to loads of shows I've only literally been to two, two haven't we? well yeah. two and a half I suppose but we didn't really oh, loiter God, yeah, for that, that, that one yeah. not worry about that but, but yeah but you, I noticed I specifically the, the Wembley Stadium yeah. one that was phenomenal I can do a good timing of a beer run because you were like going, I know when other oh, people are going and yeah. go no but I'm also you didn't it. miss too too much no, I think I you only missed the end of one match yeah and it was a match I don't think I was bothered about Darby Allen was in that match I mean yeah right so Oh no! Oh no! No no! No! Oh no! So after the cricket, no. So I'm just saying no because oh, no. I thought we went straight no, no, to the no, match. No 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 no! no, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Uh, John Stewart. Oh. So John Stewart comes out and is rightly detested by the New York faithful. I actually enjoyed that because I was like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. F- through my fault or whatever. Yeah. But the fact that he was a in quotations, celebrity appearance, and they don't want him there. 
Love that. Brilliant. Couldn't agree more. And I was thinking, I wish this was an ECW crowd. They would have oh, eaten him alive. stuff at him. Yeah. Not that I'm condoning throwing things at people, but he... Not only did he offer no nothing, need to be there. He, his presence angered me. Yeah. Cause, and everyone else that was there. But he he was trying to be funny, but wasn't funny. No. So I don't know. Just I put the crowd don't care. I don't care. Nobody cares. Fuck off and fuck off now mm-hmm. was my exact thing. And I think I had Mrs. on the sofa next yeah. to me. And I said, um, spoiler alert, this is the exact sentence I've written down for that. And she went, yeah, I don't know what's happening. It's just It was pointless to me. Speaking of pointless, we go into the next match. So, basically, yeah. the gist of John Stewart being in the ring for this hour and putting the unicorn spike yeah. on his head or God. horn is that Biggie's out because he got testicular ring postitis. Is what they were calling something it? Like something that. awful and childish. He tore something supposedly. Yeah, tore his when bollock. They did that around the ring post. Yeah, and so he's not there. So therefore, John Stewart mm-hmm. stepping in to assist the New Day as they defend their tag team titles against the club. Mm-hmm. Right, first note on this is I'm not looking forward to this match. Yeah, I'll be honest, I knew you wouldn't. I knew you wouldn't. But in my head I was like, ooh, okay, let's see how this compares against the match we saw when it was New Day versus um, the Usos. It's a different calibre, kind of. Let's see how it compares. And alas... It was the bottom of the W. <laughs> it's. I like Gallows and Anderson's work in Japan. Mm. Woefully misused in WWE because I just don't. I think one of them just looks a lot better than the other as well. Wrestling a bit much better than Gallows. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. Gallows looks like a retired truck driver. I'm glad you said retired. Um, it, yeah, and it doesn't help that they're being laboured with that. Oh, doctor, doctor. Yes, get, like, that was stupid. This isn't what you do. This is not good. Um, and I said, I didn't. I said, what? Get Gallows and Anson carrying bollocks in piss. And I put, what is wrestling? Yeah. Like, this is one of those moments where if someone walked in, saw what I was watching, and said, can you explain to me what's happening? No. I'd say no, and I'd feel ashamed. Yeah. That is the last thing I want to ever feel yeah. watching something like this. And this was ticking all the wrong boxes for me. And like I said, I, I like the wrestling ability of the New Day, they wear thin on me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've actually really enjoyed them, I have to say, but as a general rule, small doses is fine. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, the, the, the gear. What, what do you make of the gear? There's got so many comments on the gear alone in this match, surely. Um, see, I, it doesn't offend me. I don't mind it because it works for their characters. I don't enjoy the shoes. Let's just be clear. I'll be honest. I was primarily talking about the shoes. I wasn't. And it would annoy you. Yeah. But like their their ring gear is fine for me. I don't mind it. I just the shoes just are pointless. I like the black and yellow of the club. I thought that was mm-hmm. quite nice. Yes. Nice look. Solid. Um, and that's about all the notes I have on the gear because I just I yep. tried to describe what Kofi and Xavier were wearing, and I'll be honest, I was coming up. I was coming up with goose egg. Absolutely yeah. nothing. On I it. mean, I've made a comment about what someone wears, but they don't appear till a bit later. Right, okay. I think I know where you're going with that. Um, some of the actual content of the match, mm. the leaping double chest stomp by Kofi was actually one of his better ones. It's funny because it was a move that I said he often cocks up. Yes. 
and the two times I've seen him do it in the podcast so far, he's actually done it pretty well. Yeah. So it shows that it was able to be hit quite nicely at one point. I don't like um, the unicorn stampede. No. It's fine at first, and then it goes on, Mm -hmm. and then it goes on, and then it stops being funny, then I get angry, and then I'm so angry it's funny again, and then I'm just angry. (laughs) It just goes on. It takes you on a roller coaster. Oh, like Ronan Keating, honestly. It was, and I just, and the fact that JBL called it that Mm -hmm. makes me even sadder. It was just, I was in a low point watching this match on the show. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I wasn't loving it so much so that I did actually tune in to the commentary. Okay. Again. So we've got some takeaways, have we? Yes. Uh, Xavier Woods has a PhD. He does. At which point I snorted <laughs> because I thought they were making reference <laughs> to also, you know, his video antics. Oh yeah. And then I googled it because <laughs> I Wait, was like, no, no, I no, I don't need to Google that. Okay. Um, I've seen that. Obviously. Yeah. Um, obviously. Um, and I was like, <laughs> I googled it because I just thought they were joking. But actually, no, he, does. he does have a PhD in psychology. Yeah, he was doing it. Um, they said he was the one that only wrestlers to achieve that. Which was the only other person that I can think of is Britt Baker because she must have, DMD. but not the same kind of doctorate. Mm. She's got a different doctorate. But, um, but I, I literally was mid-drink, and I was like, hang on. Did they just say he's got a PhD? Yeah, they say he's got a pretty huge dick. Yeah. They were saying. <laughs> I was yeah. like, hang on. And then I was like, no, no. Hang on. Think of this logically. <laughs> um, yeah, so I looked up both just to make sure that, um, yeah, yeah. that he had both. Of course. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, what do you make of Kofi going over the top row and striking that pose? <laughs> I'll be honest, though. I watch these and just go, Scott's livid. <laughs> I laugh. I laughed and then went, fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I want to happen? And this is so bad because it would... No way to not really hurt someone. Mm. Just, as we said in the last match, no water in the pool. Yeah, do you it and do there's no again. one there. No, yeah. you wouldn't. Don't yeah, right, imagine you wouldn't. if you thought they were there and just went over the top rope, did that and just went... But also, this is one of those moves where you look and you go, oh, well, there's someone coming towards me. They got their back to me, so actually I could just sidestep out of the way of this. Yeah. But no, I'm going to take the weight of it, obviously. Yeah. It's when wrestling becomes hard to get along with when you see too much cooperation yes. in what's happening. And this is a very good example of that. Um, like I said, not far from the worst offender I've seen of doing something of this order. But like I said, again, this was, I think, the one match in the show where my missus was in the room. And she laughed and she went, did he strike a pose? And she said it just before the commentary team did. So uh, I went, yeah. I'm going to have to replay that to make sure he did. Because I kind of was on a little bit of autopilot for, mm-hmm. for this match because I wasn't expecting no. anything to come out of it. Um, Gallows was slapping Kofi and calling him a piece of crap yes. at one point. Yes, Which cool. was um, good, I guess. <laughs> um, I do like Xavier's flying elbow when yes. he goes up to the top rope takes a couple steps and mm-hmm. takes flight I think that's nice I know we've touched upon it before in the Usos yeah. match um, and then okay so fine mm-hmm. the club do the magic killer which is ridiculous one of them does all the work the other one just kind of stands there and doesn't really the do feet anything and, goes, there you go. and just lets them go yep I don't think it's a bad looking move to be fair but it no, is no I think just I was over analysing this one because I was so Ready for it to finish. And then and then John Stewart gets involved. Right. 
this is fucking ridiculous. Okay. What? What? There was one point in it <laughs> where they've done the. He's done this whole. Oh, let me be in the club. It's cool. We're fine. He tucks his t-shirt in. Yeah. Which? Why? Oh, you missed that part in the. Uh, they basically said, I think, in the bit where he was talking. Oh, I clearly was. Just, he said, not "You don't want to be embarrassed, so tuck the shirt in, so your gut doesn't come out." Oh, said. So I he's see. like, "I'm about to get my ass kicked." In goes the shirt. Right, and then I can't remember if this is before or after. I know it must have been before. Yeah. And he goes down to the corner, like the corner, to... and tries to like go, go yeah. out really slowly. And no, I was, run. But I was like, I literally wrote, why is he doing this weird fucking thing? Apart from time wasting, but he's not time wasting because we know when Biggie is going to make an appearance because it's not fucking here. It's in a minute when they do the same thing to you that they did to him. Yeah. And I wish they had. I wish they had. (laughs) Right, okay. So my next line is, I want nothing more than for his nuts to get mashed into the post. (laughs) And when someone's music hits, and we see Big... Someone's music. Someone, yeah. Yeah, when Big E's music hits and he comes out, I booed. (laughs) I actually booed my TV. I'm happy with him coming out. But let them, no, do it. let them do it to him first. Yeah, no, that's what Come I mean. Come out afterwards. Could you not be late on that? Yeah. Just let him get his yeah. nuts mashed. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's you, always John nice Stewart. to see Biggie in a unitard, though. He's one of the very, very few people I'm okay with seeing in a unitard. Yeah. Don't well, you've got to keep, you know, all that chest meat oh, concealed God, briefly. Absolutely stacked. He's stacked. Like, his. I wonder all what the brass pancakes. size he would be. Pancakes and bootyos, clearly. Yeah, clearly. That's the. So if anyone's looking to get a and chest then drinks of, the pickle juice. For me to, well, well, it's supposed to be formaldehyde. Well, so that's. Yeah, that's. I'm surprised. He, there's no way he ran that by no, doing that with anyone sure. because then it looks like I'm drinking chemicals. Yeah, no. Uh, and they're like, oh, maybe kids don't don't yeah. do that because they're marketed towards kids. Yeah, as well. true. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a slip on his part. Um, but yeah, so basically what we've learned there is if you want to get in either really good shape or go up a few bra sizes is uh, pancakes, bootios and uh, formaldehyde. Yeah. So Also, get that man off the stage or ring trying to attempt doing that dancing. It literally made me die inside. <laughs> Honestly. I'm sure John Stewart is a wonderful human being. I'm sure but he is, I mean this but from he's got the... no rhythm. Well, no, but I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I never want to see you on my fucking telly in a wrestling-related capacity ever again. Yeah. And if I do see it, it'll be too soon. Just, I was so angry. I don't like a lot of res- uh, celebrity involvement unless it's done right, and this was not done right. I don't even know why what he was linked to in terms of like a show or a film that was being advertised, because I don't think they touched upon it, did they? No. So I don't know. No, yeah. I didn't understand it. He reminded me of that um, French chef in the UK whose name I can't remember which doesn't help but um, yeah that's um, either way shit so yeah Big E comes out he brick walls gallows and then it's uh, calls a bell for a DQ and I I don't know if I'm happy or sad because the match wasn't great but I don't like a DQ finish on a big show I don't like a DQ finish at the best times but on a big show I was just like oh it was another just to be honest, we're following. There's too many matches for it to be a perfect W, but it's down there. Yeah, it is down so, there. So so far, we've got three quarters of a W here. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, what was the one that preceded it? I've already forgotten. Cena. Oh no, that was good. Okay, so we come back back down. So no, I think we're probably That's on track. Right. We're yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But that would suggest that everything that follows has to go up. Speaking for of for me. Which, 
for me it does. For you? Okay. And with that being said, yes. we move on to the next match. Yes. Dean Ambrose yes. defending his WWE title against Dolph Ziggler. This was a treat I didn't know was coming. In terms of the personnel <laughs> with Ziggler being involved? Yeah. Right, He's a okay. beautiful man. He's a very handsome boy. And I like watching him in the ring, I'll be honest. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I've got, well, I've not got an issue with either one of those no. comments. They're both independently yeah. true. So, I my first comment for this... Yes. And I've managed to put my finger on my finger as I put my thumb out in the air I don't believe in Dean Ambrose as a champion no the WWE champion in this era. as the AEW champion fine I didn't have an issue with it it mm. works with Dean, uh, the John Moxley character yeah but when I'm looking at him as Dean Ambrose with yeah. the hair the vest and the it, nothing sits right here no. I don't look at you and go you're a champion and I know it's not on aesthetics but and he's fine in the ring in yeah. WWE but I just there's nothing believable there for me as champion and I've never yeah. thought of that until just now. Well, not just now, but when I was writing this up. I said, and him sticking his fucking tongue out. Mm. He came to the ring and he was just on the end going... And I was yeah, like, it's not, it's... you look like you need an assistant in a classroom. No. It's just, it's so bad. So, so bad. And I said, even Ziggler, who usually comes out like a, you know, full of energy. Mm-hmm. I said, he looks very unenthused. It was a little lacklustre. He's like, I don't care... And the thing is, I don't. I think it's partly because no one in their right mind thought that Ziggler was going to walk away with the title. No. And you do wonder as well, though, to him if he thinks he can't, because people are obviously going to think that no matter what he does, it's not going to bring up anyone thinking otherwise. No, you have to do that based on how the match unfolds. If you can mm. drag people in, I think. I mean, all the things I've just listed there, to me, yeah. led to a, this does not feel like a big match in any way, shape or form. Oh, it didn't feel like a big match. But it's However, for the WWE title. Because it was placed after that shit show that just happened, yeah. for me, it's automatically better. Can't yeah. get much worse. For, yeah, okay. I would have shifted. I would have, put, I would have put this match, though, after the match that comes next. Just for a bit of change. I would have... There's a match later on that I would have put here. Mm-hmm. The match that isn't Ooh, a Oh, yeah, yeah. Because this, I don't care... Actually, I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I'd put that there. Mm-hmm, I right. don't care about who's going for the WWE title, mm-hmm. but not putting a title match at the top end of the card when you're having, like... Because I remember at this point... Because I didn't remember the order of the, the cards. No. So when I was like, we haven't had the US title match. Why is that going on after yeah. the WWE title? It made no sense to me. Um, The match, all right. Like, it was fine. I mean, there's uh, some map-based wrestling to begin with, mm-hmm. like highlighting Dolph's amateur pedigree. Yeah. So there's a bit where they were rolling around. There was a gator roll there. You tried to roll him up for a pin, showing his, his pedigree in that respect. There was a... Okay, fine. I was just getting to it. I just saw on mm. my notes a note that I get to later and it reminded me how much how annoyed I was about it when I saw it first time of watching. So, to save me just screaming about the content of this match, yeah. what have you got for this? Because I'm sure you'll have more interesting notes. Um, I mean, it's all, it's all a little samey. I liked uh, nothing, nothing match-related. The contrast in their gear. I like okay. that you've got... Um, Ambrose obviously in his dark jeans and vest, which was ripped later. It in was. The match. He was mm. doing an impression of um, oh, 
God. I want to say Andre the Giant. You're right. With a nip yeah. slip. Um, and Dolphin is bright, I think, silver. silver. Yeah. And I thought, it, to me, that's something that does actually impact my watching. It's like, funny, that. I know why. I don't... I, this must be something to do with, like, attention deficit issues, probably. But <laughs> well, it's, you've got, like, it's easy to... <laughs> I really do. Um, and what did I put? A butterfly, butterfly suplex? Is yeah, that? from the top turnbuckle. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was that was decent. Um, and Dolph's kicks when he does them. Mm. To me, not necessarily just in this match as a whole, challenge the Usos at being nicely timed and looking when they're from the right angle as hitting the sweet spot what about the young bucks because they've got like what super kick party well, they yes. hit them for fun but that's not what i wrote down <laughs> no that's fine that's fine i think there was well I'll... like i think dolph's trying to emulate switch in music yep. obviously and you can tell the direct correlation yeah um but then I just compared it to the Usos because they were the only people in my head at that point and I thought, oh, Not I'm just going to compare them. I just thought, as we were talking about it, yeah. the other one that comes to mind. So, yeah. um, Early on in the match, Ambrose blocks the DDT and then throws Dolph over the top. And I don't Normally I wouldn't write something like that down, but the slap of Dolph hitting the mat mm. was very aesthetically... It sounded good. Yes. sounded impactful, which I, I like that. Um, I put Avalanche Butterfly Suplex was great, which right. we touched upon. Um JBL with dumb quote of the night. Oh, okay. I didn't know this, so I clearly wasn't paying attention. Otunga pointed it out. Oh, yes. After he said it, because I didn't catch it the first time. And Otunga went, hang on, did you just say this? Mm. So JBL said, Ambrose looks like he robbed a homeless mannequin. Oh, no, I did hear this. And I was like, this makes no sense. And Otunga was like, what do you mean a homeless mannequin? Yeah. They don't have homes. And And then JBL said, that's how bad it is. I was like, no. Yeah, no, I, did, to look an idiot I did hear that actually, and I was like, I have to zone this out again because it makes no sense. We've got for the second time of the night, or no, third time of the night, because Apollo hit it on Miz when Miz jumped off the ropes. Mm-hmm. He hit a drop kick. We saw it in uh, one of the matches that went on before that. I think it was Jericho comes off the top and Cass hits him with a big boot. Yes. And in this match, Dolph hits a nice drop kick as Ambrose takes flight. Absolutely. I've seen that too many times this match. <laughs> Maybe have a word. And if of you, who's going to do what in what match? Not only that, yeah. but if you're not going to have the word, just watch it. Yeah, and then go. True. Maybe we'll change this up. Yeah, anything. But anyway, that's a, a small little point for me. Um, I put Ziggler sells a double underhook face buster like a hero. So is when uh, Ambrose does. Was it, I can't remember what Beth Phoenix called that finishing move. Oh, slam. when she yeah yeah. So he gets him up for yes. that, and then Dolph looks like he dies. Mm-hmm. Selling yeah. on point. We mm-hmm. know what Dolph is like with his selling. It was perfect. Very good. And then Ambrose's tongue comes out of his mouth again, and I'm annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you hungry? Do you need a lollipop? Yeah, he's, right. he's unhinged. Oh, he's the lunatic fringe. Yeah. Also, what does that mean? Oh, what does that no, mean? To is me, it, that just means your hair's not going the way you want it to go. This is exactly that. I mean, coming from someone who's got notoriously shit hair, which there's no getting away from my hair's fucking oh, awful. Stop. No, it is. But like, to be fair, if I did my hair... Like Dean Ambrose does, it would look the same way if I got it cut like that, just mm. the way it kind of wraps forward. And I'm just, it just made me appreciate the John Moxley look more. Because oh, he shaved his, his, his head. Shaved it head works. Yeah, John it Moxley's does. It looks look a lot works. better, actually. And like I said, that's what I partly believe him more as champion because yeah. he looks, I don't know. He looks a bit more, not vicious because that's too much of a generous word, but 
It looks, yeah, it just looks better. He looks like in this WWE era. In the Shield, it, it didn't bother me, but in this era, he looked like a high school dropout mm-hmm. who just went on the rob, basically, and has had some. <laughs> brilliant. He's dizzy on lemonade. Yeah. And it's just it does it doesn't give the vibe of what is he's trying to put out there. And I like for the most part his work, but it really takes away from it. Just specifically after the shield before he left WWE. Yeah. I, he no. didn't land for me as a character. Um so great delayed DDT by Dolph. I really like that. And to be fair that's partly because of Dean Ambrose obviously holding him in that position so yes. he can stay there before driving him down. Very good move. There was a sloppy counter to that fame asser. But, you know where... So Dolph, they're bent over. Like, it was Mr. Billy Gunn's finishing move. Mm. So they're bent over, and then Ziggler jumps up, puts his leg over the back of their neck and drives them to the ground. Oh, yeah. That was poor, because it was meant to be countered, and then Dean Ambrose had to kind of do, like, a makeshift roll-up pin. Just looked sloppy. Um... Oh, there was actually a good bit that followed just after that where they both ran at each other and hit the double cross body. Yes. Looking like they drove the wind out of each other. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's nice. Yep. Obviously nothing will beat other people doing that that I've seen at yep. later dates because that was phenomenal. But yep. obviously this was way before that. Yeah. So, fair play. Uh, what do you think of Dean's top rope standing elbow? So, you know, most of the time when people jump with an elbow, they're doing it on a downed mm-hmm. opponent. Yeah. Dean does it on a standing opponent instead of a clothesline. Yeah. And I can't work out if I like it or not. I don't know. Because it, it's different from just a clothesline. Oh, for sure. But is it different for the sake of being different? Is it good different? That's, or is it just different? And I don't think I've landed no. on my feelings on it. I think I probably need to see a few more Dean Ambrose yeah. matches to see if it, I ever just fall one yeah. side of the fence or the other. I just wondered if you had a... No, I, no. Very... Indifferent. Yeah. I think that's probably the word for it. Um... <laughs> And then shortly thereafter, Ambrose starts shaking his hips, mocking Dolph, and <laughs> yes. I feel ill. Yes. It, it made me chuckle, but then I was like, why? Because I imagine why him, are we doing I'm this? just having flashbacks to the first time we covered a Dean Ambrose match, and I said it's like the the 40-year-old who comes home as your daughter's date. Oh, God, yes. Your teenage daughter's date. Yes. And just imagine him going like, eh. Yeah. It was, it was amusing, but it was amusing it in like long. a cringe sort of way and I'm sure that's probably how it was meant to be but I was like okay we're done now we don't need to do it more than once as well like, but it went on and yeah, went on and on yeah it's also, a bit too much. if you've got enough time to do that then surely you're winning this match now because if you've got enough time to do that your opponent's fecked well exactly that there was a the part where I was I referenced it earlier in the show where they replay things mm-hmm. and make the error more obvious yeah. so like Sasha Banks oh, yeah, head. this one for me was 20 times worse than anything and okay. I entirely entirely blame Dean Ambrose for this mm-hmm. so they're outside on the floor yeah. Dolph hits a super kick yeah. and then Dean decides Ooh. oh actually I want to throw myself into the crowd Yes. so he takes the kick, walks back, jumps jumps a bit more and you're like it looks so fake yeah it looks so so bad, and then they show it in the replay. Don't show yeah. that. No, I agree fully on that. Show I remember watching that, being like, "Eh, it's so shit. Yeah. It's awful." And I got really annoyed when they replayed it because mm-hmm. I was like, "You've hired." If you want to replay, who's making the call to replay this shit? His name eludes me, but he was on WWE books for decades. I don't know if he's still there, 
but it was the head of like the camera angles and right. all this on production side of things. And he's got massive buck front teeth, and his name has completely eluded me. But not his finest work no. if he was uh, behind the decision making on that one. No. Um, Zigzag from Dolph Ziggler gets two. The Lunatic Lariat. I put it really looks good to me, and it applies here. So when Dean Ambrose goes into the ropes, oh no, bounces I like off, that. I it, like it. I like it because it's again, it's another. It's something that's different. It is. But for him, it works as his character. But do you know? I do who like he took it. That from? No. It's another one of your favourites. Oh. Nigel McGuinness. Really. When Nigel was wrestling, oh. he did that, and Nigel did it miles better. Oh, I love him. I love to have a watch. Yeah. Gives me an excuse to Google. I find, like I said, I've got um, <laughs> yeah. Ring of Honor DVDs and. Sh- well, actually, I think I've still got access to the Ring of Honor streaming thing, so I could find Nigel oh. McGuinness match for there because Lovely. he was he was really good at it. Okay. Um, there was another thing that Nigel McGuinness used to do where he would run into the corner and he'd do a headstand. Yeah. So he'd be bolt upright with his head on the top turnbuckle and as someone would run to him to do something, he'd drop his legs down and kick him in the face. Oh, okay. And it was quite effective, but it also allowed the opportunity for some good counters as well where he'd go to do that and the other person would run in and kick his face while he's right. upside down. So it worked both ways. Okay. Nigel had some quite creative moves to give him credit. Mm, I was okay. a big fan, big fan. So... I said there's a bit of an awkward back and forth on the top rope between Dolph and yep. uh, Dean at this point. And I was very... Because, again, I couldn't remember... I knew who won, but I couldn't remember right. how it finished. And then when they jumped off the top ropes and they landed for a second, my brain went, wait, what was that supposed to be? Okay. And then Ambrose hits the Dirty Deeds. <gasps> one, two, three. Bosh. And do you know what? I found it a little bit disrespectful, the way he kind of... Covered him like, yeah, that's what I said was going to happen, kind of thing. And it was quite good for the character, but I felt a bit bad for Dolph, yeah. actually. Yeah. And yeah, Dolph uh, Ziggler again comes up short, as is the story of his career. Poor guy. Dean Ambrose walks away with the WWE title. What, how did you feel about the match? Because you might have had a different takeaway than I did. I didn't mind it, but it, I just feel like it's in comparison to what you're watching before. Like I, if if the match before it had have been maybe the Cena and yep. Styles match, yep. this one would have been below, like would mm-hmm. have gone down on the W, for example. Yep. But because the match before it was awful, <laughs> this for me probably rated a lot higher than it would have done in any other circumstance. Card placement is key, and I thought the match was good, but like you said, if I'm looking at yeah. each match in a silo. I'd give it like a C plus if I was rating it on the school like paper. I wasn't a fail. I would put it down as a C, C minus because that's how bad that Dean Ambrose sell for me was. Yeah, I mean Dolph's in there, so he'll get the plus for me. That's that. That will sell it for me. That's fine. That's fine. But yeah, so (laughs) I yeah, it was it was okay. But again, it's not a SummerSlam WWE title. No, it's really not. Again, you could put this on during the week. Yeah, that one. They probably did to be fair, but. Okay, so we move in now to the women's six-person tag. Yes, we are. This was a treat. Wasn't it just? I'll let you take the reins on this one. All parties involved. So, who do we have in this match? So, Naomi, Carmella and Becky. Yeah. All of which, I would say, were in their best gimmick eras. This is when I liked all of them the most. You're talking about the gear and stuff? Yep. See, this is when I know that this podcast (laughs) is a good idea. (laughs) You said the same thing. And they're going up against um, Natalia yeah. and Bliss, 
which I knew you would be very happy with. So I, at this point, I couldn't remember this. And then Eva Marie's name came up and they started doing that really boring shit they used to do when she just obviously didn't wrestle. The ravishing lady in yeah. red. And then yeah. I went, hold up. I know this because I've seen this many times. Exactly. And it was her first ma- match back after her neck injury. Yeah, and what was weird about this, because I couldn't remember mm-hmm. at all, so when I heard Eva Marie's music, I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen her have a match, now that I think mm-hmm. about it, and I was like, oh, maybe this was it. And then when they said she wasn't going to be there, my brain could not work out who, who was going to yeah. come out. And then when I heard it, I went, oh, and I was like, she got a, as Nikki Bella came out, she got a pop. She did, yeah. She's on the heel team. That is the only thing that did confuse me. Yeah. Yeah. But then this started building... The rivalry with her and Carmella, Carmella which worked yeah. very nicely. I think you hit upon the first point I had. I said four of the women in this match, mm-hmm. the gear even was on point. Was this your favourite Bliss era as well? Or was the one after I Bliss? I quite like the more recent mm-hmm. Bliss, minus the... So obviously not the um, siding with Bray yes. Wyatt, the mm-hmm. Fiend stuff. Um also, okay, so I'll get into my comment on Bliss in a second, but I thought Naomi, I, there's something about Naomi's entrance, man. Every time she comes out, it gets me properly yeah. re- it's, it's ready for good. something. I don't know what I'm getting ready for. It's good but... and it makes sense for her to go out first. And she, that girl can fucking dance. Oh, absolutely. She's throwing all the kinds of absolutely. shapes. Absolutely. Um, I said, Carmella, that is the best, not only is that the best gimmick for her, which is great, and they, they massively missed a trick by changing her away from this. Yeah. That is the best gear as well. Oh, for sure. So different. Yes. But it works. And it, it's not like, I mean, obviously she's not, she's got a crop top on, but it's not skimpy skimpy. No. Which for me, as a female, is actually quite nice looking at, yeah, she's got banging figure, but we don't need to show her in barely no clothes. In she's got covers. She's got tracksuit bottoms on. Yep. And Jordan's. Yep. Like, brilliant. But it was honestly, Absolutely it was brilliant. so spot on. Because yeah. the first comment I thought was, Naomi's on point. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. she came out and I was like, that's on point. Yeah. Becky came out. I was yeah. like, three for three. All of them, yeah. Natalia came out and I went, it's fine. I, I feel bad, a bit bad for her. Like, you look at everyone else's entrances and they get changed. And she's had the same boring fucking entrance Yeah, forever. at least she doesn't have the cat ears. But then she was... doesn't do anything when she comes out anyway. She just does that twisty walk thing, which drives me insane. Yes, it's not exciting. Then Bliss comes out. Mm-hmm. We know my thoughts on Bliss. Yes. I will say, if I was to critique anything on on this, yeah. she had too much makeup on. Like uh, you could see, the foundation okay. was caked. It was a bit okay. orangey, and I like them natural. Um, so sure. Alexa, if you're listening, congratulations on the birth of your child. I hope your marriage has all the success in the world. But if you're trying to please one particular fan, just less makeup. You're a naturally pretty girl. Stick with that. Okay. Women empowerment is what I'm saying. Um, and then. Nikki Bella came out and her outfit was phenomenal. The way She's she ridiculous. wore those, the way those shorts wore her. Honestly, that's probably a better way of putting it. Honestly, like two oh. scoops. That's exactly what she reminds two me of. Scoops. Do you remember? Okay, so right, I'm gonna. Oh, we're gonna get into a real segue a little bit here. So, um, on one of uh, our lunch walks, it was uh, you, me, I think Mark. Yes, was there. And uh, we walked to one of the, and he said fast food establishments, one of the supermarket establishments yep. in the area. And as we were looking around the lunch area, this lady, because I think it must have been summer. Yeah, it was. It was hot. Yeah, because it was a hot day. And this lady just basically. Lady is a push, but yeah. This woman 
basically fell out of her dress yep. because by leaning forward and her full ass came all out. out. All out. And I'm a gentleman, so obviously I, I wasn't intending to look, but it was so you couldn't not in your face because you'd you spotted it not. as well. And my, and my eyes, could, it was like looking at a car crash. I couldn't look away. And all I could articulate was, oh, oh. Yeah, And yeah. I like pointed and then Mark who, so if anyone who knows me and Holly in the real world will know Mark who works with us, he's a absolute cracking bloke but he's a quite a dirty minded yes. individual and I say that with the highest uh, compliment to him and he couldn't believe it and he was a talkative guy and he was dead quiet for a bit and it was a whole conversation and then I yeah. think the only way we referred to it going forward was as two scoops two scoops and I was getting um, that with Nikki Bella when I yeah. saw her come out getting very similar absolutely emotions rising to the surface oh god right okay <laughs> Jesus Okay. Sorry, you can talk about slipping and sliding with all these blokes. I don't think I've said those words. I think you've come on you've now. Insinuated those words. Well, we both know that we've done uh, mini episodes, so we'll oh. talk about that later. Oh, right. There's some yeah, very controversial comments in there, so let's we'll keep, keep moving, moving on. So, again, the the gear was on point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I said, "Yep, yeah, crowd pot for Nikki Bella." Nice. I said, Naomi showing great athleticism using the ropes to sunset flip on Natalia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that bit, but she kind of went over the back, but then kicked off the ropes really well, yeah. and it looked good. She kind of messed up a little bit later on in the match with a moonsault, but you can't win them all. Um, Bella flexes mid-match with some push-ups. Oh, of course. Of course. I, I was Didn't impressed. actually hate it. I was like, yeah, all right, I was impressed because I was like, if I could just do that yeah. on a dime, then yeah, probably yeah. would as well. But you can also tell, like, obviously this match is for her return. Yeah, of course. Because everyone else has just stood around. Yeah. And you think, actually, if this was not real, but do you know what I mean? If this was actually important, other people are running in there and giving you a kick to your gut or something. Yeah, or in Sasha Banks' case, a kick to the titty. Well, yeah. Um, there's a move that Alexa does that I really like, mm-hmm. and it's the knees to the stomach where she lands knee first on this, rolls forward. And then oh, like, like backflips back into, into the knees again. Very nice. I like that. Again, it's the right kind of different. Yes. Looks impactful. She's a little lady. She doesn't take too much time doing it nope. either, so it works. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. Big fan of that. I said Carmella was isolated, which kind of makes sense because they were making points uh, in the commentary saying that this was her first uh, premium live event. Yes. Um, since the call Because I think she was called up shortly after. Um, actually, no, I don't know if she was called up after Enzo and Big Cass. But she... They, she was, because she was down in NXT without them. Not for very so, long, right, but... Okay. You're educating me. No, I just, rem- I just remember that happening, because I remember being like, oh, they've left her behind. But it was intentional. Yes, and it worked splitting them up, I yeah. think. Um, so we got... Well, there's a few, you know, odd moments in here. Mm, um, I wonder if you're going to say the same one as me. There's probably the bit about Becky Lynch in a second. but uh, So Natty, when they're isolating Carmella... Mm-hmm. Natalia has an abdominal stretch on her Ooh, yes. and then grabs the leg and pulls it back yeah. because Carmella's you know flexible yeah. and light works looks good look good look painful look looks good. uncomfortable and then we go to the bit which I didn't like which is when all three women are stacked in the corner leaning on each other oh kick out yeah what is that kick called out annoying <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not wrong I put Lynch stacks all three opponents up and hits yeah. three jumping kicks is all I could use to describe it also, if I'm that second person, I've already seen it happen to the first one. I know what's coming. If I'm the third person, I'm ducking out of the way. Well, if you're the third person, you might not have seen it happen to the first one because you were blocked by the second person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I agree. Dumb. Yep. Um, the guillotine leg drop that Becky hits is fine. She lands it quite safely. Yep. Not got an issue with that. Um, 
<laughs> Naomi a springboard crossbody, which was good. And then they described it on commentary, and I don't hate it. it was with a, and then hit a cavalcade of kicks, where she's doing the oh, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, again, no real problem with that. It doesn't really do much, yeah, it was but a bit stupid after a while. It's just a bit like do a couple. We're done now. Yeah, and then we got a ropey-looking split-legged moonsault, oh, yeah. which uh, missed the target a little bit. Um, and then the action kind of just breaks down. They're all. I think we know by this point. Right, we're coming into the let's showcase Nikki Bella's back. Yeah. It's a bit of chaos. Bosh, you're all out of the ring. Here we go. Yeah, like. so action breaks down until Nikki hits the Rack Attack 2.0. Yes, the be first, first time we see yep. new move. On Carmella for the pinfall win. And she was, at the time, dating John Cena, wasn't she? Yes, very much so. Weird that John Cena suddenly has that TKO mm-hmm. in his moveset as well, just yeah. saying. Uh, but yeah, makes sense. Nikki hits the TKO on yep. Carmella, pinfall win. The heels walk away with a victory. Yeah. Match wasn't as bad as I thought it might be. I liked that it was quick. It yeah. wasn't short, but it was quick moving to me. There was no there wasn't a lot of stagnant pauses, which sometimes with a lot of women in the not even just women, a lot of men even in these matches, there can be a bit of standing around, you tag me, I tag you, you tag me. But actually this was and there the weren't too many level missteps. for me. Yeah. Apart from that split-legged moonsault, yeah. that's the only real, oh, that's unfortunate yeah. moment of the match. match. I thought it was a nice return match for my favourite. Set her up well. Set it her did up indeed. Well. So, now we move on to a big title match. Mm. And again, my, I, I haven't written this down, but I said it earlier, and the same yeah. applies here. I'm still aware that we haven't seen the US title match. And I'm thinking, what, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Why are we doing... But anyway... We have, and this is the crowning of the inaugural Universal title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Sorry, I know what's coming. Finn Balor, what? <laughs> yeah. Go on. No, no. Go no, on. no, no. What do you think? Cause... I've put, oh, here we go. Probably a quite important title match. Oh, welcome to the announced teams. <laughs> okay. So I may or may not have put something of that nature down. <laughs> So I put here, yeah, the first ever champion, uh, the Universal title. The first thing I did was slate the title. Universal title? Yeah. F- fuck off. What? Stupid. <laughs> Stupid name. They might as well call it the Galaxy champion. I mean, Universal's bigger, I get that. Yeah. But just don't. Yeah. Anything else. I did say that I actually remember being excited about the prospects of this match because it was the first time that Seth Rollins and Finn Balor had competed. Mm-hmm. It felt dare I say, quite fresh, with yeah. it being after the brand split, yeah. which on paper I quite like a brand split, but mm-hmm. they could never for one reason or another keep it going, and it's quite painful after a while. This to me is my favourite Seth Rollins era, when he was like this, because he also plays a part of a dickhead very well here. He does. Which is right up my street. Oh yeah, if we've learned anything of your uh, previous taste <laughs> in Gentleman... Then yeah, this is ticking yeah. all, all of the holly boxes. But I liked the, this is his gear. Yeah. It was all just tight. Not no, that makes it sound like I liked it because it's tight. But you know what I mean, it's like you didn't dislike it because it was tight. <laughs> like it just worked for yeah. him. And then when I saw him come out, I was like, oh, this was when I. Re- I mean, I really like him now. But this for me was when he was like, oh, okay, let's yeah, okay. go. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with with that. I thought no. this was. I put here both gear look on point. Oh. I loved uh, Bala when he used to do the demon. Demon. Well, he yeah, still does like occasionally. Him. Yeah, but like, yeah. Never mind. Let's just. Otherwise, I go on a rant about 
fucking whatever they're called. I, I learned an interesting thing though about that mm. paint that Bella had. For a while, um, they used to practice the paint on someone else before they would do it on him. And one of the people they practiced on, MJF. Stop. Really? There's a picture of MJF having his doing a selfie after he's had like the Bala oh, makeup wow. hat on him because he was similar in stature. That's interesting. And obviously there's a famous bit um MJF had a backstage well not back well was it backstage? Yeah, it was backstage on a WWE NXT show I think it was mm-hmm. where Samoa Joe barged past him as him dressed as a security guard. And that's why they, that feud that they're currently doing in AEW oh. is linked back into because they did the thing during where Samoa Joe came out and shoulder barged mm-hmm. MJF, and that's a stitch back to their first encounter there. So yeah, I thought that, that was quite sense. interesting. So I didn't in- know that. Yeah, no, that is interesting. Yeah, and then in brackets after I'm commenting on their gear because I already mm. know that I like Demon Battler, so he hadn't yes. come out yet. I just put, oh no, Rollins is cut off by commentary intros. <laughs> Yes, but do you know also what I found odd is because when they introduce him, they just call him Seth Rollins. And I was like, where's Seth freaking Rollins? I'm Fair like, oh, enough. We, we haven't hit that yet, but I no. was like, it sounds odd now yeah. Yeah, for it okay. to not, not be um, announced like that. How do you feel? So having just said that I really like the Demon Finn mm-hmm. Balor look, which I do, Yeah. and for the most part I like the entrance, a few shocking ones came to mind. The WrestleMania one against Edge where he came out with the purple smoke and he was doing that weird stuff. Oh, that stuff. Very Hardy-esque that was. He's had I remember some, watching that and being yeah, like... Yeah. Mm, he's had long. some very good um, entrances as Demon Balor and it started off and it was hitting all the right notes. Then I was like, oh, it's not quite one of the best ones. But again, what this was his first yeah premium live event i yeah. know he's worked in front of big crowds in japan and mm-hmm. nxt he was the king of for a couple of years but it felt like he wasn't fully comfortable yes. doing it i don't Did know you, if... again for me it reminded me of and again he's got he's got large eyes he like does have big large eyes, eyes. Yeah. so it but it gave me similar feels to big Cass. yeah like yeah. oh god and because he's obviously face was painted black as well to me, it made it more prominent that his face looked like he was going, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, but... No, I, I agree 100% with that sentiment. With the start of this match, because I thought they were going to have a similar structure to mm-hmm. the match as AJ Styles and Cena did in terms of it being a slow build yeah. and working up. Know. And then as soon as the bell goes, Finn Balor runs across, shotgun drop kicks. And really Rollins. enjoyed that. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, good, it's going to be fast-paced, it's going to be action-packed, this is what I like. And it was... Yeah, but too action-packed. Well, okay, so we're, we're going to touch upon the, the issue that occurred. Mm-hmm. And it occurred earlier in the match than I remember. I remember, obviously, this occurring, and yeah, when it happened, I went, oh, I thought it happened near the end of the match. Yeah, I, I did. didn't quite realise, obviously knowing later the impact of said move how well he did to carry on. Yep. So, Ridiculous. But could, then I did watch out for anything after that, and I was like, huh, that's why you're doing it like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, 100%. I think, uh, so after the shotgun drop kick, mm-hmm. uh, Bala takes flight, goes over the top rope, wipes out Seth, and I was like, they're already on the outside. I was like, surely this isn't yeah. when it's hit. And to be fair, it isn't, because uh, then I think there's a suplex I, by Seth. He goes over the... Guardrail. Into the timekeeper's... Time, yep. 
section, whatever they call yeah, it, and, and then all of a sudden appears like springs back, forearm, <laughs> yeah, fine, nothing wrong with that. Uh, the double knee stomps always make me wince, so they'd uh, return yeah. back to the ring, and it's something that uh, Brian Danielson does a lot, mm-hmm. where he will stand on the back of the knees, wrap the legs around his oh, own, yes. and then go to do a, it's called a surfboard. Yeah, so you... I, I I saw that and I thought, oh, he's going to do the stretch, like where you. Yeah effectively swap places yep. and then he jumped and I was like oh no I don't like that on the knees yeah no. it always makes me wince yeah. because if you think about it I'm sure like just from messing around and like play fighting <laughs> with my wife which sounds weird but I'm sure she's put her leg on the back of my knee before and I went that's really quite uncomfortable yeah. so imagine someone even Actually, not trying yeah. to hurt you but still having to do that motion no. seems like it would suck so yeah I said it always makes me wince and put, then it happens yep then they Very go back early. outside. Seth Very early. slides between Finn Balor's legs. Yeah. Gets him in the uh, power one position. Mm-hmm. Runs him across. And launches him. Who do you think's at fault here? I don't know. Because you do see the way that Balor lands. And it's like, it's it's not... Arms aren't high enough above the barricade mm-hmm. for it to not knock him completely out of place. Yeah. But then I, I don't know. Also, I was like, oh, but did Rollins do it too soon? Um, so I think, to be fair, I think if I was both of them, I'd be like, it was both of us. But I think Rollins probably launches him a little bit earlier than he should. I think you probably hit the nail on the head for me. I think they're both a little bit to blame. But if we're looking at the domino effect, what started that? Yeah. Either Rollins threw him too early or didn't throw him hard enough. Yes. And then Balor's reaction is, oh, I'm going to hit the barricade lower than I mean to. Let me lean back. Yeah. Puts his arm out. Because it's not a nice impact. But no, it's not. It looks grim. It does. But at the same time, the injury that's came out, so he tore his labrum, didn't he? Yeah. So I, I double-checked to make sure what, what he'd done. And I see it and I go, yeah, that's going to hurt. But it's still a little bit surprising that it did the damage it ultimately did. Because you expect to see something yeah. fly off and like curl up under the skin. Effectively and... as well, because he carries on. You don't. Yeah. Know, you don't really. You no. can tell some moves because his arm is literally dead in front of his yeah. body, and especially, yeah. But I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, but hang on. He definitely, definitely, really injured himself here. And he did. But and so adrenaline must just pushed him through for sure. And I think the only time because I look back at it in hindsight mm-hmm. and go, yeah, you can tell because as soon as he hits the floor, he's like pulling that arm yeah. forward with it's his like other. It's like it's dis. Like, you know, yeah, you dislocate it and he's like, pop it back in, pop it back in. And then he's like, no, but it's not. No. This isn't happening. Um, but at the time, I didn't know it was no. as bad as what he had because a lot of the times when he's... So as the match continues, mm-hmm. there's a bit where the pace slows down dramatically. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's intended to then build back up or if yeah. it's, they're just it trying to like, assess exactly how yeah. bad he's injured. Because there's a bit where Rollins would keep walking away a little bit mm-hmm. from him. And I don't know if that's the effectively it looked like he was giving him a bit of time to establish how yeah. badly he was done. But you you said that you know for a lot of the stuff, well, some of the stuff that Finn does later in the match, mm-hmm. you can tell based on the way he throws it or attempts to hit it that he's nursing something. Mm-hmm. I thought he did remarkably well on quite a few bits to not make oh, it God. showed. Like yeah. when he was hitting the ropes, I was like, "Don't put your arm up." Yeah. Don't put your arm up because no. it's that arm every time because you're hitting it. And on that's that why side. you only know it because of later like information but to watch it you just go oh he's he's just acting effectively yeah, he hasn't yeah. really hurt he's himself because the... he's doing this job exactly, exactly how he would able-bodied yep um but i think 
Rollins hit. Oh, Rollins also hits a good frog splash. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, very good. Was this what you when your yes. face pulled away? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. It is a good. It is a good frog splash. Um, but even after that, the pace still remains sluggish. And I was like, I don't. With hindsight, I don't remember it feeling like this when I first watched the match. No. Um, but I guess, which is funny, really, because it started so quick. You think I'd question it more. Then mm-hmm. going, well, why have they done this? But uh, I don't know. It's just it. It felt stilted in this particular juncture in the same way that Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler did. Okay. Where there was that bit where it just felt awkward and yeah. like it wasn't planning. It got better. Don't get me wrong. It definitely improved. This match almost actually did a W. And itself. in itself. In itself. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So all the bit where the, the laboured stuff happens, it mm-hmm. was very much in the lower points of the W. Um, the crowd were loving this match, though, I the, thought. They like were. They were, and there was an, it seemed like an equal split yeah. of who they actually wanted yeah. to win, which I found interesting. There's a bit where, so Bala spikes Seth with the DDT, and yes. Rollins sells it very well. Yes. Very, very uh-huh. well. Um, as good as Ziggler would have sold that, yeah, I think. for sure. I think that was a real, real good point. Uh, running kick to the face of Rollins from the apron sounded spot on. So mm-hmm. when Bala runs across the apron and then does like the penalty kick, and it's just the smack sounded really, yeah. really on point. Uh, Rollins just lands on his feet, flipping over Finn, but I flinch thinking about his knee. Anytime he lands on his knee, oh, yeah, just don't after want to... 2015 yeah. or 2015 onwards, mm-hmm. I, I do wince. So that move that. Bala does which is like the reverse DDT so he goes to lift him but like spike him with it so he calls it the 1916 yeah I've got that yeah the way that Rollins need him in the head out of that fair fucks for two things Rollins to get that dexterity with the core strength to keep firm but send your knee back Mm -hmm. and Bala to can get him up because that was on the same side wasn't it that was on the gammy side yeah Yeah. fair play really good yeah I enjoyed that okay so he misses um, a coup de grace he being yes. Finn Balor, and then goes into a triangle choke. And it was at this point where I thought, I really hope the next part isn't for Finn Balor to power up. Because mm. just with all the doubt, da- I think to be fair, he actually had it on the yeah. other arm because I was trying to keep track of what was and wasn't yeah. impacting that side of him. Um, but again, he kind of got out. And then it was only at this point, I don't know if you know this, mm. it was only then I realised it was no DQ. Yeah, I didn't have a clue. Yeah, because Bala got to the ropes. And I think they meant to mention it somewhere and just didn't. Yeah, because when he got have. to the ropes, the ref didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. And didn't doesn't Rollins say, or someone says, someone, or commentary, or someone It was says, on commentary, I think. Oh, it's a no DQ match. And don't and forget, like, it's no DQ. Is it? And oh, I said, how okay. can I forget it if yeah. I didn't know it in no, the first No, I didn't place? have a clue. Okay, good. So that wasn't just me then. No. Um, and then, fucking hell, we get another buckle bomb. In the inside, which is taken about as well as you can expect, especially from someone with a torn labrum. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the small package driver? Oh, I did actually write this down. And you're thinking, well, it's an average package. We've all seen the pictures. <laughs> um, yeah, I, wrote, I quite enjoyed it. It's good. It's an indie move that you don't often see and allowed I, to do. In I WWE. did watch it and I was like, oh, that's new. Really to good. me, that's new. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm here for I it. I want to say it was one of his finishers on the end. It was definitely something that he did okay. quite a lot. And you hear Corey Graves say, oh, wow, I haven't seen him do yeah. that for years. And it's true. So that was a really nice moment. That was probably my highlight move of the match, to yeah. be honest. Really yeah. good. Uh, then we get a coup de grace to the back of the neck. 
For me, know. that should have ended the match. Yes, please. It was probably, to be fair, easier to take the move like that than it is just lying down to the chest. That has to hurt you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know a lot of these moves are made to kind of... Yeah, it probably impacts you, but it's not horrendous. Whereas this, someone is... No matter how much you tense, even put your arms in front of you, someone is a legit jumping on you. I think... From a height. I know Balor takes a lot of the pressure off because he lands... It looks like he lands, like, stomping into you, but yeah. he's taking that impact in his knees. But, I'm sorry, I don't want no one jumping on me. See, I was going to, well, um, so I was going to... Like that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I was going to take it a different way, mm. slightly, with my theory on it. And physiologically, it looks like... What did it do? Well, I don't know, we had a good one earlier, but that's, I'll let the people decide. Um, the way he lands it, it looks like he takes the impact on his arse. Okay, so his feet he's, make he's, contact and then his arse His centre of hits. gravity is, is backwards. Yeah, yeah, so it's looking like he's doing that, yeah. but then he's hitting... I yeah. could be wrong, but no, that's the only way that my brain... Right. Yeah. But either breaking. way, still, like... It's got to suck for both it's ends good. of that. Yeah. Um, so, but Seth Rollins kicks out. Uh, Rollins then hits a pedigree, but that only gets a two as well. The Phoenix Splash misses. Now, this cannot be a comfortable move to see Rollins do for you. Where he does it and then lands on his feet and then rolls through. Don't like that. Yeah, because I expect his knee to go out yep. every time and I, yeah, flinch for him. He goes, uh, so the Phoenix Splash, mi- uh, Phoenix Splash misses. I put my teeth back in. Superplex follows. But then we get two shotgun drop kicks and a coup de grace. Balor is the new yeah. Universal Champion. Mm. What did you think of the match? I really enjoyed it. Yeah? Really enjoyed it. Is this your match of the night so far? Yeah. Okay. Really enjoyed it. And not just because, oh, it's Seth Rollins. Like, actually, I just think the two of them paired against each other is a very good match. Like, they're mm. very well matched. Yeah. And for me, it sim- goes back to similar to what I said about the, the women's match earlier. For me, this is a match. They're similar body shapes. They're similar build. Not one of them is massive compared to the other. Their wrestling style is very similar. They mesh well. It works. Yep. And to me, it's a believable match to watch. I'm invested. It was great. I think... And then I felt bad, because he couldn't lift the title with one hand. Exactly. So it kind of... That's when he... I think that's when in his body, he kind of goes, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think as well, because he flew his parents out yeah. for that match. And if we're being perfectly honest, that's the highest high he's hit so far. Yeah. Certainly in WWE. Because then wasn't it like two days later he had to relinquish that? It was the next day because I yeah. think it was a Sunday paper. Of course it was, yeah. Monday. And then Monday, here's the title back. Yep. And he's never... Never had it since. Never had it since. Or well, anything like that since. He went back on the tag. NXT title mm. as well. Um, he went back after. But yeah, which is a shame because the way that the whole Judgment Day thing's going, he's not getting near it any time soon. I know he had a load of matches, no. I think, actually, to be fair, with Seth Rollins, wasn't yeah. it, over the world yeah. title? Um, but unless something drastically changes, I don't see him getting within a sniff of it in, no. in the future, which is a shame, because he is great. And, well, I was about to say something that gives away a future recording that we've done, but I could have included him in a different category for one of the yes, questions Yes, agree, that we actually. Very much so. Okay. Oh. Here it is. Here it is. Oh. So we're talking about shit backstage. I thought the levels of shit this fucking ridiculous. that we haven't that we've hit in the show for the backstage stuff. I didn't think it could be topped. This made me want to turn off the telly. This made me want to stop watching wrestling. <laughs> oh my god! If only we'd watched this before. <laughs> exactly, which means nothing to the people no. yet. But 
So oh. I, I've, I don't, I've, I've listed it as KFC chicken. I mean, other chicken is available. Yeah. But stupid segment with the Miz and Ziggler and Dolph. Yep. To so do with KFC, we don't care. Yeah, so Ziggler's dressed up as the Colonel. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. I mean, I'll be honest, the Colonel's never looked better, but I don't give, I don't give a fuck. Mrs. dressed as a chicken. Play that to America in their ad, vo- ad breaks. And then don't, don't do that Don't put anything. it on a people, pay-per-view. Don't subject the Americans having to watch that shit. No, but no, if they watch... have to watch an advert... Yeah, don't show me. I don't care what you do outside of yeah, it, but exactly. don't show me. Um, and yeah, my comment here is Ziggler and Miz, I don't think I like wrestling anymore. Yeah, I know, it's just... Annoying. And it went on. Mm-hmm. It went and on for and days. On. This was refill time. Well, I'll be honest. I hope that you had the bottle of Prosecco. Oh, uh, this was literally open at this point because I'll be honest. What followed it after annoyed me just as much. So, speaking of which, we move on to the <laughs> alleged United States title defense mm-hmm. with Rusev defending his title against Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um. So we get a little bit of a highlight package of... Uh, highlight's probably the wrong word. We get absolutely. a package... Absolutely. We get more video footage. What led to this match. Yeah, and I just don't care. So Rusev's supposed to be the heel. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow I feel like Roman Reigns comes out of this looking like a dick. Yeah. Because while you get involved... Like they're insulting America, going, oh, yeah. who cares? Just let them do their thing. Go out and then somehow... And also the acting to see Lana land in the cake is some of the worst I've ever seen. I remember like seeing Lana, that at the time and just being hilarious. Lana just edging towards the cake, looking at the cake, looking at them, looking at the I cake, know. looking at like. I mean, I'm I'm a clumsy fucker, and even I'm not doing that. Speaking of, so yes, to vouch for this, and this goes back to one of our wrestling trips. So we're in London, we're in a pub, yeah. and uh, we'd had, oh, had a drink, God. and we were about to we leave to head to the many. venue. We'd had one drink as well. I can't even blame being tipsy. No, no, that I'm has nothing to do with clumsy. it. I was just setting the scene. It's very and funny, um, right? before we uh, went to leave, we were like, oh, let's use the, the bathroom mm-hmm. here, and then we'll be fine to go. Um, I was talking to Holly. <laughs> we get to the women's bathroom first. I said, oh, okay, right, I'll meet you out mm-hmm. here. And just some saying that, Holly's kind of... I don't even know if you're looking at me or looking where you're going. I wasn't watching where I was going, that's for damn sure. But there was a little step, yep. or step up specifically, yep. which Holly's feet had not accounted for. Oh, no. As I'm talking to her, Absolutely I just see her head dive <laughs> in towards... I think you caught yourself just oh, before yeah, you got to the, the wall. Oh, you hit didn't hit the floor. the floor? No. But I didn't know if you caught your head or anything. Oh, no, no, door. I was fine. And I thought, I'm a seasoned pro at almost falling over. <laughs> fine. But I know what you like as a person, and I thought... This could go one or two ways. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. And I'm glad you did because I don't think I could have stopped myself from laughing because it was just I funny was just talking to you and you disappear. into the bathroom. And then when I came out, I was still laughing. Cause, and it was hilarious. I don't remember if I told you this, but I could hear you laughing from the men's bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good. So it wasn't just for show. No, that was legitimately it was very amusing. Very, very funny. Yes, so I'm very, from, very clumsy. <laughs> Prattful from Lana was not on point here. No. It was on the Holly scale of uh, silliness. Um, and just sticking with the theme of uh, silliness, I mean, that's oh. pretty much what we see unfold here. The only bonus to this is that Roman looks great. That's the only the only thing I'm taking from that. I don't like the goatee. Oh, I don't mind it. He needs the full beard. I won't say no. I'm not offering. No, I know, but just saying. <laughs> so like that, that was literally, I've written one, two, three or four notes... One of which being that I think the crowd are chanting for CM Punk at one point. Yep. And I was so confused. So somehow I managed to stretch this non-match to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 lines. 
Um, we start with Lana introducing Rusev. Mm. I say she looks great, but she, she also looks look like great. she's wearing a, a nappy. Oh, because she's got like the bigger like pant things yeah. on with the two with the tutu. tutu. But, no, it's yeah. kind of a fair description or a diaper for our American listeners. Um, I said Rusev looks like an absolute beast. Yeah, I forgot. He looks epic now, though. Yes, compared yeah. to then. Yep, he has been whipped into a bit more of a shape. I always thought he was in great shape, to be fair, but he's I mean, now he, he's, it's more defined yes, shape. Yes, yes. So I said this was clearly before Reigns was the top guy and the yes. crowd didn't really know how no. to react to him. It was not even like a full-on boo. They didn't even care. It was also weird to see him come out without Paul Heyman. Yeah, it's now true. Now I'm so used to and it. And the doo-doo, yeah. doo-doo, doo-doo. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I still didn't know that this wasn't going to turn into the actual match oh, that was advertised. Yeah. So Rusev jumps Reigns before he gets in, in the ring yeah. and they brawl outside, yeah. which would have annoyed you right away. Absolutely. And then still steps to Roman's shoulder. It's only when I, that happened, I was like, how, did they ring the bell? I put halfway through, I was like, has this match even started? Yep. And then I think one someone on commentary literally was like, they haven't even rung the bell. And I was like, oh God, they haven't. So Roman gets cracked in the shoulder, and then he but he throws Rusev into the timekeeper's area, which is getting yep. a lot of use tonight, Absolutely. I've noticed. Good job no one's sat in there. Exactly. Well, no one cares. They'll get beer. <laughs> exactly. That would be my fourth beer match of the night. 100%. And getting two at a time, because oh, you know, you've got two hands, carry them. Definitely. Um, Superman punts around the barricade, yeah. and I said and the match still hasn't started. Nope. And then a swarm of zebras try and break the two men apart. So all the referees... <laughs> oh God, yes. Because that's who you're sending down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, the, of course. Yeah. yeah the, oh, I tell you what, let's send the smallest people we've got. Yeah, let's down, send the hallway monitors to yeah, go and exactly. clean this mess up. Um, then we get a chair to the back of Rusev, the mm-hmm. Bulgarian boot clutching his ribs like they're broken. Oh, yeah. And then he stays on the floor. He quite, did quite a good sell job, so I believe that I there was something. He did, but also, come on. And then I put, oh, right, so this isn't a match. No. And it was only then that I realised that it wasn't a match. I just wrote, boo, pointless. I'm annoyed. Fredo? Uh, no. Oh, wow. Prosecco. Fair enough. And then there was a there was a CM Punk chant, so I put it down as well. But just yeah. before that, there was a We Want Taker chant, is what oh, I think I heard. so I got We Want, and I could not work out what they I were I think they were saying for. Taker. Oh, okay. So anything. Any, we want just anything. Anything. Anyone, We, we want anywhere, the colonel. Anything. We want... Yeah, give, <laughs> give me the chicken and the colonel back. I'd rather watch Done. that. But that's how bad this was. As opposed to this. That's how bad this yeah. was. And then Rusev goes to leave, but Reigns returns and breaks him in half with a spear. Very good spear, I mean, it was actually. a lovely spear. Yeah, but... Uh, you've already left. I, and at this point, I'll be totally honest, this whole pay-per-view is too long for me. Because at this point, I kept pausing it and going... How long's left? How long is left? Yeah. Because I was so over it, and I'd got so annoyed by this point, that I was like... I'd forgotten we even had one more thing left. Because if you take the... Like the backstage stuff mm-hmm. out of this, there was only a couple of weak points, but then they hit weak point, weak, weak point. point, and it was just. I know you like it to come down right. for the W, but yeah. then they brought it down to a point where they couldn't. They brought it too far down, so that even when you bring it up, you can't hit the peak. I agree, I agree, and that's pretty much where that one ends. Oh, uh, I just ready to be fair, I wasn't asked about watching the match itself, so I wasn't no, overly no. fast in the in the grand scheme of it things. Just annoying. Um, and then we go to the main event of the night. Okay. So I paused here because there's many reasons why I paused. And I looked at the time left and I was like, sweet Jesus, I've aged about 30 years watching this. But also, there's only 20 minutes left 
or 25 minutes left of the whole entire thing. Yeah. And I don't remember this at all. Okay. So, and I guess this is when, with that anonymous email that we got, yeah. the whole point of them wanting us to watch this show was, this. was to see yeah. the main event. I remember the main event. Oh, that was okay. the, sh- the part of the show I 100% remembered. Right. And I also remembered the two matches was this and the Seth Rollins okay. match. That was the ones that stuck out in my head. So I knew why this was being yeah. requested. Um, the, that, the timeline for it that was left on the video wouldn't have given anything away to me because a lot of Brock's matches can be really quick. Well, this is what I thought because I didn't remember how it finished. I thought, is it an upset? Because he literally just goes in, smashes a couple of suplexes and an F5 and Bosch were finished. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought it was going to be. So they did the, the promo package. I enjoyed that because that was I'd forgotten that both of them came from OVW. Yes. Which now I know about. Exactly. Yeah. With uh, Batista, John Cena, the myself. class of O2. Yes. Um, so the promo package missed out one mm-hmm. thing, which I wish they hadn't because it was quite good. Okay. So if you remember from No Mercy, we were talking about, do you remember the rap battle that um, the New Day had? Oh, well, God. not rap battle, yes. but yeah. yes. And there's the line they cut out about mm-hmm. Xavier Woods being yeah. R-rated um, or X-rated. I can't remember what they said now. There was a bit around this time. So you, you're aware of Brock Lesnar, legitimate UFC career, yes. mm-hmm. former heavyweight champion. Around this time, uh, UFC had held their 200th pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. They got Brock Lesnar to fight on that card. Okay. So it was. I don't know exactly how long it was before this, but he... Um, Went back, had a fight with a guy called Mark Hunt. Yeah. Beat Mark Hunt. It's an unfortunate name. It is because a lot of people would say Mike. Oh, of course. Out because of the thing that yeah. they were trying to avoid saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so he beat him. I think he won a decision. Um, wasn't an overly exciting fight. Um, but Brock Lesnar got popped for substances because when they were talking about it. Um, his opponent, who was kind of like a oh, tubby guy, but he'd had a, a bigger dude. Right. Um, great fighter. I used to love watching Mark Hunt's fights. Um, was getting really angry at um, Brock Lesnar. They were like basically saying, well, you look at you, you're on steroids kind of thing. Right. And um, Brock Lesnar came out with a phrase and said, I'm just a jacked white boy, just get deal with it kind of thing. And then after the fight, gets popped for I... performance-enhancing gear of oh, some description. Okay. And in a line in a promo yeah. that Randy Orton did, he said it only takes one RKO to get to Viperville, which they showed. They cut off the next bit, and he said, no enhancements needed. Oh. And the whole crowd went, or anyone who knew what had happened in the UFC went, oh, and Randy Orton went, as he said oh. it. I don't think um, okay. Lesnar was in the arena at the time, but safe to say it was not well received. I see. We Which I suppose this. would make sense as to why the beginning of this looked so rough, I'll be yes. honest. And I think... I said Brock, I just, Brock Lesnar coming out, he looks legitimately terrifying. Yes, I he am does. Genu- I wouldn't he even want to talk to that man. He plays that the scary. part very, very well. I don't know. And I'm not sure if he even plays it, but I've seen interviews with where he's with his kids and his missus, and he's not like that at all. Okay. But... Still petrifying. Yeah, for me, he's the type of person I'm. I'm for all I know, I'd get on well with him. Probably not because I feel like I can be quite an irritating. I'd be person. all right if he had his boombox and his cowboy hat. Again, separate eras that you've conflated. I want to bring in them together. 
I'm fine with it as long as you listen to like what Florida Georgia line or something. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, and I put on paper this match is huge. Yeah. Like in terms of, I said I'm not the biggest Randy Orton fan in ring, but mm-hmm. I was kind of okay, I was okay yeah. with this main eventing yeah. as much as I usually say I like to see the title well, in the main event. Mm-hmm. This is an exception for me. Yeah. <sighs> so Lesnar immediately tackles Orton into the corner. Of course, this really genuinely looked. We're not playing. Yeah. Like, I actually yeah. genuinely want to hurt you because of maybe what so has been said. So, Beefy Thighs was trapped in the corner pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's, I'd be honest, when he came down, because that's, I know what you think Do you about. just focus on his thighs? Oh, no, you can't stop thighs. looking. Yeah, I know. There's a nice yeah. little, as he walks, there's a nice little jiggle as, as he walks. As well, because there's a little well. bit of, um, and it's similar, not, how do I word this? So, that's kind of the thing I like with women as well, mm-hmm. seeing movement. I don't like. Save thighs. Save lives. I'm all all for that uh, that school of thought. That's got to have meat on the bone. You really do. Um, but yes, yeah, so now I just stare at Randy Orton's thighs Good, as well. Good, I'm glad. Um, I see the Shrek face, and that's probably why I go to the the thighs. Um, but yeah, so I mm-hmm. from memory, I remember what happened in this match okay. in terms of the key moments in it. I don't remember Orton getting anything in the way of offense in. So he got in a little bit more than he I thought he did. Yes. So he hit a drop kick. Mm. But then he got hit with about six, I think it was seven suplexes, yeah. which is fine because that's what, you know, Brock Lesnar yeah. does. But the first six, I don't know if the timing was off or Randy Orton's like, you're going to have to throw me dead weight, mate. It, I wonder if that's what it was because it looked heavy. And I don't know if that's a case of who's at fault there because mm-hmm. I feel like Randy Orton just didn't jump at all for him. I feel like, though, if you're having a match like this, not even like this, if you're having a match... And someone comes for you, is a bit, you know, a bit rougher than they should be. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to make the next bit more challenging for you than it should be then. True. But that's because I'm horrendously stubborn. I am as well. But I think there's, you've got to know when to be smart as well. Because mm-hmm. would I do that with someone like Brock Lesnar? Probably oh, well, not. No, probably not. There's probably a lot of people I would do it with. He's not one of them. Absolutely not. Um, especially, I always makes me think of that match he had with Braun Strowman mm-hmm. where Braun oh, is trying God, to do yeah. things too quickly and is being sloppy and then caught Lesnar and then Lesnar legitimately punched him in the side of the head and said, slow yes. down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's your warning. Yeah. So whether Orton was sandbagging him or not, I don't Who know. Knows? The action goes to the outside, which yeah. normally I don't like, but for a Brock Lesnar match, sometimes it kind of works because he's just an animal. I didn't mind it, but there's one bit coming up that the commentary team say, and I'm like, that didn't happen. Okay, tell me. It's when Orton goes over the into the front row yeah. of the, and they go, oh, he fell into the front row. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He lifted his leg and rolled over. Yep. We all saw it. Yep. Okay. Why are we saying that he vol- he flew over there? No, he didn't. What I liked about this as well is because um, Lesnar threw Orton into the table. Orton bounces off it. Yes. What was good there is normally I say don't repeat the spot if it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then Orton, as you said, is in the crowd. Lesnar just grabs him and goes, I'm going to fucking throw you through this yeah. table. But for him it works because he's such a stubborn, tough, brute. scary brute. Yes. Fine. Had no issue with that. Yeah. And Orton does get tossed like a sack yeah. of shit through the table. And it's funny to watch someone so big be literally ragdolled. Because I think Orton's 6'5". Mm. Like, he's not a... Yeah, okay. Sorry. He's he's not a small man. No. Um in many respects um, and then they start to undress the second announced table oh yeah and then 
Lesnar goes to stand on the table. I'm thinking, yeah. Lesnar, you have no move that would require would you, you to, to be stand stood on up the here. table. No. Even a power bomb, you don't need to be on the table. No. And I was like, I know what's coming. Of course, we're getting in at least one. RKO, out of nowhere. Yes. And then it zooms in on Orton's face. That I did enjoy. The, yeah. the little smirk. But smirk. then also you're like, you're fucked. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm fucking dead, but that's good. Which I thought was a nice little touch. And his, Orton's character work is always great. Yeah. So I've never got a criticism on that. Then... They come back into the ring, and this is something which I've slated in previous shows mm. because it's never done well. Okay. This is done perfectly. Orton's in the ring. Yeah. Lesnar tries to get in. Orton grabs him DDT right away through the ropes. Oh, yes. That's Doesn't his old fuck school... Around. Like, not an old school move, but that's his staple and, move, really, isn't it? And it's the setup that I always hate, but he did it right. Lesnar's coming in. Grab him, drop yeah. him right away. Don't do it, go... Loiter around and exactly. showboat it. Just do it. Perfect. Yes. Really good. Well done. And then it gets ugly. So This is where I got well confused. By we the get way, second so. RKO. Yeah. Doesn't finish the match. Gets two. F5 only gets two. Mm-hmm. Ugliness ensues. Is this when he takes off his gloves? gloves? Because this is when I looked away for about one second. And by look away, I mean I reached for my beverage, yep. shall we say. And I looked back and I was like, what have I missed? Why is there a pool of blood. Did you rewind it and watch back what happened? Well, I still didn't. I still couldn't okay. twig it because it just looked. I couldn't work out if it was real or if it, it was, was a real. razor job. No, it was real. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was real because if you actually right. So the one thing in hindsight that's weird mm. about him taking off the gloves is mm-hmm. that his fists aren't what did the damage. Right. Because you see him like throwing worked punches. He's not trying to hurt Randy, and a lot of them's landing like that. Yeah. Then he goes. Uh, elbows okay. him twice on the top of the head and one of them you can see his elbow bounce off his head he hit him hard oh I see and if you look later on when Orton's on the his you can tell it's not a razor job because it's not a smooth line yeah. where you can't really tell where it is it's a gash oh, he's been I split see. an elbow caught him clean elbow to the head Ugh. pool of blood Jesus and a off. lot of blood so a lot of rumours about what happened here and this is where the controversy comes from. Oh, okay. They're like, was this supposed to happen like mm. that? Did Brock Lesnar just go off script and go, I'm ending it like this? Yeah. So much so that there's a story that Chris Jericho, who was on the show in the opening match, saw this and was waiting for Brock Lesnar to come backstage because Chris Jericho wanted to fight him. Wow. For what he did to Randy Orton. Really? And Jericho said, Lesnar would kill me. He said, I'd get a shot in. Wow. And he said he was that angry at what had happened because okay. they didn't know... From they what I understand, was... Randy and Brock knew that was going to happen. I don't think a lot okay. of people knew that was going to happen. And I don't think WWE would have approved that. Cause no. that's the non blood, And that was a pool It wasn't of blood. even a little bit. It was like gushing. I hate that word, but it was gushing. It was. It was a gusher. And I, I think I actually put the word gushing here. And then, yeah, real gusher. Literally, real put, gusher. yeah, word for word. Um, and then the medical team come in. Lesnar jumps yep. him again. Yeah. Called off by Dr. Stoppage. Technical mm-hmm. knockout fine and then Shane McMahon comes out mm. is this what? necessary? no I don't know what this was in aid it would of. already to me it had already peaked of what had happened doing that to Shane McMahon added nothing do you to know why I think they did the that? event distraction is so when they did a package on the highlights of the show they could avoid the bit where Randy Orton got cut open and just show all this carnage and then him hitting Shane McMahon. Yeah, probably. I think potentially that Do you reckon normal. someone from the back has gone, get out there now yeah. and just see what happens? Mm-hmm. And then the, the part of the F5, so Shane McMahon gets hit with an F5, mm-hmm. and then all I think is, oh, your arm's landed in the blood pile. Yeah. 
and then you can see the blood on his leather jacket yeah. and it's quite a graphic image yeah. but that's the end of the match yeah that's the end of the show i was drawn to there is a, if you rewatch this and look after that happens there is a man in the crowd in perfect vision behind brock lesnar bell rings match is over this is happening clearly looks at his watch raises his eyebrows and looks around and i was like yeah okay i feel you <laughs> it's been a long night but to be it's fair, a long night. SummerSlam is supposed to be the second biggest show of the year for them. It felt longer than... It did, and I think it's because the, the show started to get away from them in the structure. Yeah, for sure. I think they hit a lot of good things early on, mm-hmm. and then it really started to... You a felt dross. it. You felt it. So what did you think of the match? What did you think of the show? The match... Well, uh, I wouldn't even call it that. Do you know I mean it was a bit chaotic? It looked real to me, which okay. a lot of them don't. Um, but then I was very confused because I think it was the whole I clearly am missing something here, mm. and I don't really understand what the point of it all is as well. Because they never did anything with it after. No. I don't think they ever had a match again. Um, and but the build up to it was oh, this has been so many years in the making. They were in the same, you know previous they were called up at the same time they did this they did that and then it's like well let them have a natural match then yeah like because actually that'd be quite nice to see uh yeah apart uh, from the 25 suplexes but you know i think we only got eight in this one but you can only fit so many into the to the match um as a whole yeah if you're rating the show out of oh, it's uh, too long okay time really drags this down for me yeah seven Mm, that'll push at a push with seven and that's only because there were certain things in here I really liked but the length of time for me mm-hmm. is really important so are you saying it would have been an eight if they'd cut out like an hour's worth the of crap the dog shit yes yes I think that's fair I'd probably put it around seven if I had to put a number to it even some of the matches I don't mind them being in there but take away if you really want Roman Reigns and Rusev to do that take out the colonel and the chicken <laughs> yeah, like, you know one what was I mean? After the it's, other. it's it. They followed, and I was or, like, "Just don't do it." I would have personally put that Roman Reigns incident right after the opening match. Yes, that to me was yes, the point actually. for that. Because you can't put it point. on first. Absolutely, you not. need the crowd pop from Enzo which and Big Cass, we got. which nice. we got. That's personally where I put. Maybe that's just hindsight, but I, I don't know. I think they missed a trick on that. Yeah, I suppose you don't know till you do these things, but also it was it was very the end was very all over the gaff. Yeah, well the ending of the show you're just kinda of like, Oh You've gone from oh, one non match into It's, it's hard another. to describe it because you're thinking I and I agree with you, the length of time was very noticeable on this mm-hmm. show. I think when you get to about an hour it left felt you're like long. Oh my god, there's an hour left. Yes. But then when what happens happens, you're like, Oh, is that it? Yeah, I realised I had an hour left and I was like, hang on. I haven't seen... I know these matches are coming because the commentators keep telling me, but there's at least three matches left to go. How it, are they going to fit all of these in? And then I saw them and I was like, that's how... But, but kind of my point is like you're wanting the show to end early and then yes. when it does, you kind of feel like, oh... Yeah, I felt like I'd been shortchanged by the end. Somehow, exactly, yeah. when you want it to be less. But I didn't want to watch anymore. <laughs> Makes no sense, but... Anyway, that's pretty much SummerSlam yeah. 2016 in the books. Done. That was a, a a beast of a show. I think that was it like really the, was. lengthwise. It's the longest one we've watched. But I think we're gonna have to start tallying up as well who we've watched the most of. Because at the minute, it's either got to be Orton or Cena, yeah. or equal. I don't know. Yeah, because Baron Corbin didn't make it into this no, one. He, he didn't. was he first was, time. But for he still a while. gets an drop. Of course he does. So Always. I guess 
now we transition to the, the mailbox because we've got mailbox, yeah. another email. Uh, this one is from Jamie, so I'll just read out the email. Uh, Hi guys, we'd love to hear you both review a couple of events. All right, greedy. Gosh. Yeah, we'll, okay. We'll give you one. We probably will do both at some yeah, point. Yeah, for sure. Fair. But um, yeah, so with Holly's critical eye for restless selling. Oh God. I think SummerSlam 2005 would be the perfect event for her to analyse the ridiculous Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan match. Oh, I'm already annoyed. <laughs> um, the sec- I'll read out the rest of it. Yeah. The second suggestion would be the Royal Rumble 1992, perhaps the greatest Rumble ever in terms of entertainment and stacked talent. Okay. But what I would most like to hear is Holly's thoughts on the mm. Master Show in commentary from the great Bobby Heenan. Okay. The greatest colour commentator to ever do it. Keep up the great work. I got thrown under the bus a few times I there. I got thrown under the bus. They don't give a shit what I think on things. Just want to hear my opinion. Cheers, Jamie, for the email. Really appreciate it. Um, but, I'll give yeah. you an honest opinion. Didn't care what I thought about these. No. I guess to be fair, he's on the assumption that I've seen both of these okay. events. And he's right, I have. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think for the next show, yeah. do SummerSlam 2005 and hope it's not four hours. If it's four hours, I might cry. I don't think it is. Surely I think not. it's three, three and surely, a half. Surely not. Three, three and a half. And okay. I, I don't remember the rest of the card, but I do remember, again, that I match. See, I don't know any You're going to have a wonderful time of things. Do I need to be stocked with Freddo's and Prosecco? Yeah, but limit yourself to the number of bottles that you have. <laughs> I never do more than one. <laughs> Not what I've heard. Not while I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> so that is, uh, yeah, thank you very much for that nice. email, Jamie. Okay. Appreciated. And I guess that is a nice uh, way to transition to talk about the... Wintwise socials, which I believe Holly oh, yeah. has got readily available for we everyone. Do so, yeah. If you want to send a recommendation in, it is wintwisepod at gmail dot com. Give us a suggestion, but maybe no more summer slams for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, Instagram, wintwisepod. Um, YouTube, Wintwise podcast, and. TikTok? Yeah. Who even are we? Yeah. Got, I don't uh, even post on my own TikTok account, let alone... I had to get one so I could um, <laughs> find out what we're doing on TikTok since it's managed uh, elsewhere. Exactly. But Much appreciated also because I'm not very good at uh, TikTok. You're all right on Insta though. I mean, oh yeah, Insta is all good. good few things out there. Yeah. And I guess just before we draw this one to a close, I know it's been mm. a mammoth session, yes. um, just to, as we're getting into the festive Christmas. period... Exactly. We have recorded, or will be recording, depending on... We, we, no, we've recorded it. I'm not going to lie. There's no point. Uh, we've recorded a mini-series of 12 mm. episodes, the 12 Days of WrestleMas. Oh, they're a treat. They are a treat. They, you can tell that we did them in right. pretty much one block, to be fair, because the content of I it I get gets, delirious past about nine days. Yeah, and the, some of the material is very questionable, mainly from your co-host, Holly, than it is myself, yeah, if I'm being honest. But I think even, it's excellent. It's, I regret saying many things. No, I don't think you should. I think it's excellent. Um, but yeah, what each concerns we, me is what those are going to be turned into on YouTube. Well, we'll see what our um, social media <laughs> guru will, will make of that. I'm sure that a lot of fun will be. Yeah, Merry yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas indeed. But yeah, each day we, we tackle a, a different topic. Mm-hmm. They're shorter episodes. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think they range from like 11 minutes to one of them goes about 27, 28. But I think it's, it's good fun, worth a listen to. And they will be dropping. The first one is the 14th of December. And then there will be one each day up to and including Christmas Day. Lovely. Uh, but for the rest of it, we'll be back to the usual um, routine of trying to do weekly uploads for main show podcasts. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for listening, Ooh. everyone. Hope you've had a, a lovely time with us. Um, and yeah, we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.
That's hey. going to be in my head the whole no. time we're talking. Okay. Well, oh, hopefully. Do, do, do.